Welcome back to another episode of We Need to Talk About the Oscars 2023 edition. Uh, we are here again to break into the 95th Academy Award nominations. And our category tonight is the Best Actor and Best Actress nominees or awards. So, uh, but let's say hi first. Uh, again, I'm your host, Mike Huntone, and my partner from the Punches and Popcorn podcast is my man who we dubbed the genius, Jason Bills. <laughs> Yes, I don't know if that name's really caught on yet, but um, I'm happy to be here, Uh, (laughs) and I'm excited to talk about these two categories, because, you know, when I was a kid and growing up, like, this was sort of like, like, I would stay up, you know, way past bedtime during Oscar season to to get to this stuff. Yes, I'm right with you. This is always traditionally my favorite, my two favorite categories, and of course, we'd be remiss not to also introduce our wonderful and talented friend, the great Jackie McGriff. Happy to be here as always. Oh, and we are happy to have you with us, Jackie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, but before we get into the best actor and actress nominees, just want to ask you two and you know the few couple days since we've talked last, what have you been watching? And have any but watched anything outside of all our nominees here that is you want to share with our audience or just us? <laughs> anything interesting you've watched that we should Make sure we check out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go quickly. Um, no, I should be just just totally in Oscar mode and, and running through it. Um, but I um, also watched a lot of old movies and I got really um, fell in love with this movie called Easy Living from like 1937. Um, it's with Jean Arthur and she has this like very specific, almost kind of like mousy voice, but it became kind of her signature. Um, and Ray Milland, who I absolutely adore, he was sort of like a, like, I don't know, like a maybe B plus actor back in the day. And it's just this really kind of cool conceit in that she's like on a bus and for some reason in New York City, there's like an open, I know, I guess associate this with London and I know this is not the easy living podcast, but um, (laughs) a random mink coat drops on her head and then like everything's random starts happening great to her. Like all of a sudden, like she has this mink coat and people see her differently. And she was working at a, some type of weird 1930s office. And, you know, all of a sudden she has money because people are like, Oh, you should probably have money and here stay at this cool hotel. Cause you have this cool mink coat. <laughs> and it's just kind of really smart. And Preston Surges um, was the writer of this film. And I, I think this or, or a couple other movies um, launched him into being a, like a big time writer director and um, did, like classics like Sullivan Travels and stuff. So I, I was really charmed by this old, old timey movie. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like the, there's definitely, I have a lot of blind spots in older cinema that I feel like lately I've really felt compelled to want to go back and see, you know, what are some of the great things that I just completely skipped over. And why I probably liked it a lot. It was just weird little like old timey comedy versus what we're dealing with tonight, which is these heavy performances and these these <laughs> heavy films. So I, maybe oh. that's why it really like felt a, like a good oasis. <laughs> nice. We need those. We need those. Uh, mm-hmm. Jackie, have you watched anything on Oscar? Has it been all Oscar? I mean, it's Make- been mostly Oscars, yes. Um, but to get away from it, and we'll get into, of course, the nitty gritty of of it all, because I'm so ready to share my opinions. Um, I've been watching YouTube videos of um, so the Hollywood Reporter, despite all the crap that they do, um, because they've just been loud and wrong lately. Um, but like <laughs> they, what they do do well, um, is have mm-hmm. these table discussions where they'll 
gather producers, directors all together, or writers. So I was um, watching. Um, so there was a writers roundtable, and then there was an actors roundtable. Um, and so the writers one had Brian Johnson and Jordan Peele and Martin mm. McDonough and Ooh. Um, all my favorite. And, uh, the woman Chinoa, she. I, I probably butchered her name, but she was the writer um, and director behind Till. Um, wow. So I they were that all in the, the, the and one right of the now. Daniels. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just say I have Till from the library right now. I'm very oh, excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm um, be able to watch so, it. I got to see that. But they were all just like, I just love hearing, um, you know, people in that industry just like talk to each other, you know, about their projects and everything and like all the different methods and like their approaches to you know, to the craft and everything. And then there was an actor's one and okay. So there's, <laughs> this is actually my second time. I've like watched it a couple of times. Um, so there's this one round table and it's a bunch of actors. So it's Jonathan Majors, um, Nicholas Cage. Um, oh my gosh. What is his name? Tyrion Lannister. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> now you said Tyrion Lannister. So now I can't. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> it was gonna bug me. I was like, I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Ah. And then there was um Andrew Garfield was there. And then um okay, see, like I'm 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 bad about this, but he was in um I can't I can't remember the actual name, but if you go and look for that table talk, mm-hmm. so there's this one point, there's this funny story um that Nicholas Cage is telling about like I think it was for his role in Pig. Um oh. so this a couple years ago. Oh, I still need to see that. He's, it's so good. So he's talking, so he's talking about this. And it's kind of like a traumatic moment because like this horse was not nice to him. Turns oh. out that Jonathan Majors on another set had the same horse, and that horse was nice to him. So like <laughs> so that's great. like this horse just wanted to kill me. And he's like, actually, I had that same horse. And, that's so funny and then andrew is sitting there laughing it up and he's just like do you man do you, you want to talk about it you know like like trying to give him like a like a platform um just to kind of air his grievances um it's in his <laughs> but then like all of them just like talking together and like encouraging one another and, and just having all these different topics that they go through and everything that's actually like been amazing um awesome I I tend to watch these quite a bit, but I've been doing it more so, like watching all of these movies and everything, and just going back and hearing hearing from them, kind of like behind nice. The oh, that's a good idea. That's the Hollywood Reporter, um, t- like roundtable talks. There's a there's a ton of them. Yeah, it does it make out. a difference because like in, as opposed to like an interviewer who had their like stock questions, like just a bunch of peers in a room talking about their craft is yeah. it, it, it it does something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like there is yeah. there is an interview that I know an interviewer there kind of like facilitating the question, but like I and, and usually they're pretty good about kind of just like taking a step back, like asking the question and then just letting, you know, them go, you know, into yeah. conversation. It's, it's really it's really cool. I enjoy nice. that. definitely check it out i also got to say i love that how much of a moment jonathan majors is having right now like he is getting over and i I was thinking of this like during the super bowl when i was at the movie seeing the commercials for creed 3 which Mm -hmm. my god like yeah his physique in creed 3 it's insane just look at that i'm like oh my god how i (laughs) 
that can't be real but if it is because the man's unreal and then, a, then of course he's got ant-man quantumania mm-hmm. coming up like a major role in that and yeah. of course devotion we just saw that we talked about recently like man yeah. he's getting over and it's great because he's an incredibly talented actor so, so he just loves seeing like all right all right i'm i'm glad he's the person getting this right so yeah, yeah. i I, I, I kind of them. felt for him in lovecraft country on hbo max yeah. like oh yeah so good, yes. good show. Oh, that show it should have never been just once even anyway. exactly i agree i agree but i'm glad it gave us it propelled him like that and gave him that platform because yeah. yeah for the guy sure. is super sure. talented so mm-hmm. um yeah and that's what we're here to talk about oh and i'll just just the quick two quick things that i will say that i've been watching one is yeah. not a movie but a show that jason mm-hmm. here recommended to me i watched the showtime show escape from danamora which i mm-hmm. had just passed off as like a an oxygen show which i think oxygen did do one about the the escape from uh you know our people uh, who aren't familiar i know here it was huge news i would assume it was nationwide we had a maximum security in pr- prison in new york up in the adirondacks to uh two inmates escaped and uh the movie is the story of them what's crazy is that it's so it's ben stiller directing it that i hadn't it was after i saw severance and i was like oh man severance is great that jason was like oh you should go back and watch escape from danamora because that's kind of his first like big show that ben stiller directed that made you think like oh this guy has skills and the two the guys that play the prisoners are freaking benicio del toro and paul dano Mm -hmm. and they're fantastic Okay, and like it's such it. a different role for Paul Dano. Um, just like the way that he play, it's you know, because mm. I, I love Paul Dano, but he can often, I think, like he he plays a certain kind of role. Um usually, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he has elements of that in it, but it's still it's very different for him. But also a Patricia Arquette, speaking of she's severance, so she I mean, she's really the star of the show. The guy mm-hmm. I forget the guy who plays her husband, um, who's just like dopey to the millionth degree and I was just sharing with Jason a video from like uh, a Matt Lauer interview with the with the actual husband who he like nailed it. But anyways, it's <laughs> if you heard about this show that was about the this maximum security prison break and we're like, oh, this is like a lifetime special. I'm not going to watch it. Watch it. It's very, very good. It was done very well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, check that out. And then the other thing I will just say, I'll save a lot of thoughts about the movie because this will come up in future categories. But I did. Um, console myself after suffering through the heartbreaking Super Bowl loss by going to the theaters the next day and seeing women talking and I have many many thoughts about this movie many thoughts but the only thought I will share right now because we already did our best director uh conversation is that I am now super mad super super mad that Sarah Polly did not get a best director nomination because that is directed fantastically I I have so many thoughts and I will share those thoughts for when we get to those categories. Many, many thoughts, but um, Sarah Polly absolutely got robbed. She should. So that's my addendum to our best director discussion. Again, I, many women that we could have chosen over the slate of guys, but mm-hmm. um, anyways, let's talk about our current categories. Uh, best actor and best, or best actress. Um, when we did the supporting roles, friends, we started with the actor and went to actress. Do we want to flip it this time and start actress and then sure. go actor? Yeah. Why not? Let's get crazy. All right. 
Uh, so the first one we'll talk about tonight is the Best Actress Award. And just to look back at last year, the winner in 2022 was Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. She beat out Olivia Coleman for The Last Lost Daughter, uh, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. Oh, and The Lost Daughter also featured uh, Best Actor nominee that will have Paul Mescal, which I think is the only other movie of his I've ever seen. Um, also Nicole Kidman and Being the Ricardos. And Kristen Stewart as in Spencer, um, which I know that was kind of an upset. I think a lot, a lot of the buzz going into the season was that it was Kay Stu's year to win it because of her turn as Diana. Yeah. What did what did what did y'all think about Jessica's win last year? Uh, I was very happy. I am always rooting for Jessica Justin. She's incredible. Um. And that, as, as uncomfortable as that movie made me, she was, <laughs> she's fantastic. Um, yeah, because I was like, listen, Kristen Stewart surprised me because I don't think she's a great actress. However, um, oh, like, her, oh my listen, God. I will, I will fight <laughs> to the death, man. Um, she's, I don't, I just don't think she's great. Um, but like Spencer surprised me. So I was like, okay, but I still don't want her to win it. Like I was like, she's up against Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain has to win it. The girl put every single like effort into it. She, she disappeared into the role. It was just, it was just incredible. Right. Like I can't, and I'm sorry, like for me, Kristen Stewart can't really disappear. She, I have not seen her disappear into a role like there were even moments like in Spencer when I'm watching and I'm going okay that whole awkward deal was that something that like Princess Di didn't know that's like a that's a Kristen thing right so I was like even so I'm like I'm watching an actress play somebody right as a her interpretation who's also playing a real person (laughs) who's playing a real person like I was not seeing Jessica Chastain anymore right I was watching Tammy Faye like I, yep. it never occurred to me that it was oh no you're actually watching the portrayal of somebody like so that's what you're that's what you're supposed to do right so I was very happy that's my long-winded answer for, <laughs> for, like, nice. What I have on. yeah nice well how about you Jay answer, you seem to have some thoughts there I really had trouble with Eyes of Tammy Faye. I, I thought the performances were fantastic but um Michael Showalter is the director he I think he comes from Kids in the Hall. Like he's obviously like a comedic director. Um, I mean, not obviously, but because he he tends to go towards darker things like Eyes of Tammy Faye. But anyways, like I felt like the tone was weird. Like sometimes it felt like an SNL sketch and other times it felt like a drum. So that's was sort of my hang up with that movie. I I don't think that, you know, Kristen Stewart, Mike calls her Case too. So that's really cool. Um, I'm going to call her that for now. (laughs) I really like that. I, I don't. I kind of didn't love that movie. So her performance kind of fell flat for me. Like I, I think they're doing better stuff with the crown right now than they are with w- what they did with Spencer. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying like Casey should be the winner, but I also wasn't in love with, uh, with Chastain winning, but I do love Chastain. I feel like I, I just like her as like the movie she did this year, the good nurse with, um, um, oh, I, gotta, I heard that's great. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty strong. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more kind of in the buzz, you know, especially with Netflix, like, you know, they usually have some good Oscar buzz going on, but she was really terrific in that with Eddie Redmayne. So that, 
that's fun. Yes. So I, I always enjoy her, even like when she was in the X-Men movies trying to make that work. Didn't. Not her fault. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy she won, but I don't love that movie. Um, anyways, I'm rambling. Um, Mike, uh, what well, about you? Well, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. Um, I, I, I think some of it I'm swayed by my own biases here, but I absolutely loved that it uh, ab- completely skewered the Fallwells, who are some of my most detested people in the universe. So seeing them portrayed <laughs> as the idiots and villains that they are made me immensely happy. And it has Andrew Garfield, and it's Andrew Garfield has become like one of my favorites. So, and we'll talk He's about there. him when we get to the <laughs> actors. So the the two of them together, I thought was just magical. And I think she just took us on such a journey in there. And I like that, you know, uh, some of it's her, some of it's the movie, but I think that she helped us, like she portrayed her in a way that we could go on that journey to give us a really complex look at this person that, again, her life, like her life isn't easily defined, which I think makes a good biopic, right? When it's, mm-hmm. you, you can't really say like, oh, is this person all good or bad? No, they're the complicated life. And, you know, when I felt like we got to go and see her go on that journey, I just, I fell in love with that movie. Um, I Yeah, I, for me, Case 2 is uh, towards the bottom of the list. Like I really liked yeah. Olivia Col- Coleman and The Lost yeah. Daughter. Mm-hmm. I really like Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers. I think that was the last movie I saw last Oscar season. And uh-huh. I was surprised. I don't know why I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this one. And like, just the plot is like not a Mike kind of movie, I thought. But it ended up being, well, I really enjoyed it. And I thought she was very, very good in uh, in that role. So uh, there was a lot of good stuff. But I, I was very who happy was for fifth, Jessica. Uh, who, are we, who are we forgetting? I feel like there was Nicole four. Kidman as Lucille oh, Ball. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was okay. It, yeah. it was okay. Um, which is amazing because it had three acting nominations. Both her, Javier Bardem, and J.K. Simmons all JK. got nominated. Oh, That's right. And uh, eh, anyways, we don't, this is in a uh, relive last year. So We're those, doing those that on our next podcast cycle. Right, that, <laughs> the next one. So let's talk <laughs> about this year. Uh, the 95th Academy Awards. Our Best Actress Slate is... Um, Hold on, I was just looking at something. I just want to make sure I have this right. Yes, okay. So we've got a pretty good mix here of veterans and um, newcomers, but our slate for 2023, uh, I'm just going to go down the list here. Starts with Kate Blanchett as in Tar, playing Lydia Tar. Uh, then we have someone who I'm sure we're going to have a lot of thoughts about with these this type of movie, Ana de Armas from Blonde, uh, playing Marilyn Monroe. Um, oh, and I forgot, usually I say like... Uh, I. Let me back up a second because we have to honor their past and uh, where we know them from. Again, Kate Blanchett. Uh, a lot of these actresses, I don't know how, how much of an introduction. Okay, but she has she has eight nominations and two oh, previous wins. So yeah. she's, uh, I mean, she's acting royalty, right? Yes, she's um, an institution. Uh, Ana de Armas, de Armas, this is her first nomination. Um, but we, I definitely recognized her previously from... Knives Out, which I absolutely adore her in, and was mm-hmm. a movie I needed to see as quick as possible after watching Blonde to wash the yes. that movie out of my mind and go back right, to a movie that I loved. Um, okay, next we have the controversial nomination of Andrea. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce this. Jay Risborough, Riseborough, Riseborough. Yeah. 
Andrea Riseborough from Two Leslie. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also her first nomination. And I was looking at like where I know her from before. And the thing I know her the most from is one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes, Crocodile. She Which has one so is many that different one? looks. She that has so one many is, looks. That one is, yeah. oh, I love that one because it's, it's set, it, it's like the, one of the least like technological creepy that I remember it's uh, it's the one that's set in Iceland and it, it, like the the scenery and it's gorgeous because you get it like you'd start out with her and her boyfriend at the time I think are like out for driving like the like the glacier areas or stuff and they end up hitting a hitting a hiker or biker or something and they they like dump the body over the side and then it flashes forward 15 years and it's dealing with the like fallout from that where I think she's in this town to get an award and he's there the the former boyfriend and it's more of like a kind of like a murder mystery thing i think they're in like the investigation there's some sort of like technological side to it but it's more of a psychological story and it, it's really like it's very suspenseful and it mm -hmm. just like it uses the the landscape of iceland so that like watching that episode made me think like, oh my God, I need to visit this place. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And I've had a few friends who've gone and said it's great. But anyways, that was yeah. one of my favorite, I think, well done episodes. And she's the star of it. So nice. Crocodile she's from Black Mirror. She's also in The Birdman. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And Mandy. In Let's not Man? forget Mandy. She is Mandy. I, I oh, she's Mandy. Because this, yeah. this woman looks different in every single role. Yeah. Okay. She absolutely she, does. Someone put like four pictures together on twitter of the same woman this woman and i'm <laughs> that's not that there's no but how does she look different in all her photos yeah so, she's a chameleon she's her down yeah. she was the was she acting opposite no no that was um naomi watts it was the other the other woman in that movie because there's not a lot of women in that movie there's like right three. right um so there's the daughter there's name yep. And Andrea Riseborough. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll have to. Yeah, like I said, like it's hard to pin down. Right. Find who she is because she looks different in every role. Um, right. Right. She really does. And I'm really mad that I did not even see on the list and recognize that she was Mandy. Yes. Mm. Maybe if she was in a sleeping bag, above a. No, I don't even want to keep her out it. of that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, but Mandy is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Uh, now I'm mad I didn't recognize that. Okay, well, all my credibility is out the window, but I will carry on. Uh, next up, second to last, we have, oh, we've got a two for Michelle's coming up. The first one we are going to get to is Michelle Williams from the Fablemans as the mother. Um, and of course, Michelle, uh, this is actually her fifth nomination. Uh, she had, I don't, I don't think she's won or she has not won any yet but again uh she's Wasn't not at Kate those... Blanchett level but I think she's in like this uh the generation I'd say below Kate Blanchett she's definitely uh but in very... that like award yeah. season kind of it... like yeah. she's yeah like I don't know what the word for is but the she feels like in that group with Chastain of like okay these these people are going to be around for a while like, like they right. just... she's she's booked and busy of the, the... Yeah, right role that I remember her most, like that had the most impact on me was Manchester by the Sea. Oh, um, oh, 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 oh. Oof. That's, see, that's I went movie. there with a friend because I was like, there's yeah. no way that I'm going to be able to walk, go, like, 
no, I can't go in alone. Like I have to. Yeah, and it was it was still too much. Like <laughs> too much. It's I mean it's a fantastic movie, but oh my Ooh. lord. When they meet yes. each other on the street there eventually. Uh-huh. No, Jason, oh, I don't crap. need to think about this. Stuff. I am so sorry. I just had to say it. I yeah, I mean, no, I it's great. It's great. I, I did yeah. bring up the movie, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and but, she's okay. fantastic. I mean, but she's always fantastic, right? Yes. She's mm-hmm. she is fantastic and is fantastic, and this is we'll discuss. And of course, uh the person I know, especially all of us, but especially the two of us who do a podcast on martial arts movies, the great, fantastic, legendary Michelle Yeoh getting nominated as the star of everything, yes. everywhere, all at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is her first nomination, which, again, for how long her career has been, seems crazy, crazy. Absurd. But it's her first nomination. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, I, well, really, outside of Kate and Michelle, ev- everyone else are first-time noms. Um, so this is kind of our slate now. There's a lot to talk about in these movies. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to... No, you know, I'm not going to share my thoughts yet. I want to hear some of yours. Because uh, I, ha- I have some big thoughts about the category in general, unless you want me to start there. Yeah, we usually kind of... Yeah, let's you roll with it, Micah. Like, okay. Yeah. I just want to comment. So I we talked about before when we did the best supporting actor roles, we were talking about the movie Causeway. And I said something to the effect of I'm kind of and I felt bad for saying this, but I kind of was glad Jennifer Lawrence didn't get nominated for that movie because I felt like one of the tricks that studios do to get a movie nominated for an oscar is let's give a popular actor a boatload of suffering and just make them suffer and look miserable and that's going to get us an oscar nom uh mm-hmm. which is something that i'm very attuned to and i generally hate it well i th- and i think it says something that nearly every single one of these roles that these women were nominated for is a character who is being abused, punished. Uh, like, uh, you could argue there's only maybe one or two, two, I guess, kind of, that have, I guess you could argue, that have a, a positive ending. I, yeah, you know, I think Michelle Yeoh is the only one that has like a triumphant ending, right? Right. Yeah. But everyone yeah, yeah. else, it like, Oh, all right. Well, if you want it to me, I just look at this slate and it's like, well, if you want to get a a best actress award, you need to get punished. And we need to see these women get abused and punished. And and I was just thinking this to Leslie is the last one that I watched today, um, Mm -hmm. which I liked more than I thought I was going to. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think like 15 minutes into the movie. Uh, when we just see the the depths of alcoholism, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I cannot Oof, see yeah. this. I like, I cannot do another one of these. And uh, and again, we could talk about that, but it just is striking to me. And we'll you know compare these to not that the actor roles, um, well, when we get to them are like they're all like cheery, but I just think that there's to me it stood out that all or nearly all these roles are uh, are a, a woman that is be that gets punished for something and i'm like well, what the hell does this say and i already feel like i'm on edge about like some of the nominations here 
Um, and spoiler alert, uh, one of the biggest snubs, if not the biggest snub that will get, I'm not even going to get into it right now, but I think I know the one we'll talk about a lot. Like we had an opportunity to nominate someone in a role that is incredibly strong and triumphant, but instead we did all these women who basically get, excuse my language, get shit on for most of the movie. And that's our, and that's our slate. So I, I have some issues with that. Um, I mean, I have some issues with some of the nominations in general, but like, I just feel like, uh, are you telling on yourselves Academy? Why is like, these are the only roles that I don't know. That's my, that's my, that's my thing. That, I like okay. that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. No, I was just like processing. That was my my yeah for processing. Um, all the information I just received. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so here, no. here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. The Oscars have been doing that since day I, one. I know, I know. That's not new, right? So it's it is not new because I'm like anytime there's a I'm just gonna say this and I'm gonna reference what you said you weren't going to reference. Um, but I think I know exactly what you're saying. Um, is that anytime it's a black woman, she's enslaved or right. she's servient to somebody, yep. right? So yep. like that's what I have been seeing, yep. um, you know, throughout the entire, and I'm like, it just seems like I'm like several years ago when we had, you know, oh gosh, what was it up for? It was 12 years a slave, right? That yes. Yeah. Didn't Lapita win for that? Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. It won best picture. Well, wait, well, I'm sorry, what were you saying? The- oh, just Lupita won, Lupita won for supporting? Yes. Right. So there's yes. got to be a slave role in order for, you know, to get to get the win. Right. Yeah. Which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then we, you know, uh, there's there's a whole other podcast discussion that we could just um, start on there. Um, but, like, that's that's been it from the get-go. And, of course, then we have this role of this Black woman who is playing a strong, badass yes. character, yes, David, in The Woman King, and she was not nominated. But you know who, who gets nominated instead? Um, who I hadn't seen buzz for, right? Like, you know, she hadn't been mentioned. Everyone's been talking about the controversy with um, Blonde, but instead she gets nominated because, again, it's playing to that trope that women have to, like, be beaten down abused um you know attacked right in order to get this role and mm-hmm. and you like there is so much literature i'm sick and tired of marilyn monroe movies no one should be allowed to do any more marilyn monroe movies <laughs> especially men i'm sorry i'm not sorry. yes I'm thank sorry. you okay so i'm like no you shouldn't be allowed to tell this <laughs> it was also like based on a fictionalized account of Marilyn Monroe's life like it's right. based on a novel written by a woman I'm so sick like I'm so sick and tired of it and I'm like Anna she's she's an incredible actress yes oh my goodness this should have never been made so like the fact that was that was a choice by the academy to instead of nominate Viola Davis who by the way has been in like the buzz since the movie like was released right right been getting all these accolades leading up to this point and then y'all are like nah we're gonna go with a very abusive controversial rightly so 
role where she's getting exploited and then the only thing that we're choosing to focus on in this film is like not only the abuse she suffered but it's really obsessed especially the camera work is really obsessed with her body yes uh-huh. very yeah it's gross so yeah, it is but what like else, what are we doing? I think you for me you tapped into something perfectly is that it was a Marilyn Monroe movie written and directed by a man. And I adore Andrew Dominic. He did some of my favorite movies, like he's an Australian director, Chopper, um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Very Too masculine. Long Dang it. <laughs> You're so right about that. Yeah. Uh, but but like in this other movie called Killing Them Softly, like, again, all men. I don't think there was one female in any of these movies I'm referencing. And then he's going to make this movie um, with his own perspective about a female. And, and it, what's, what I love about it is the movie is about the exploitation of Marilyn Monroe. But it ends up being about the exploitation of Anna de Armas, which is like, Very. I, I mean, it just puts her like. I think he's trying to be like deep and like, look at how much this woman was assaulted and abused by the system. But it's like, dude, you, you, you do not have a good handle on this material and, and it's uncomfortable. Like it's ugh. hollow. It's yes. hollow yeah. to right. show and I, as a, as a, as a filmmaker, as a movie goer, as a film fanatic, I'm offended. Like I mm-hmm. was like, if you're gonna tell this complicated story of this woman who everyone thought they knew, right? right. You gotta show a multifaceted, like you, it, to, to me, it was coming off as like this 2D caricature yes. who this woman was. Like there was so much that she had gone through, but there was also like, she was challenging directors. Like she was like, she, she had thoughts about roles and they touch on it like a tiny bit but for the most part it's all about the abuse it's all about her body yep. yes it's told from a very misogynistic yes you know angle and i'm just like look it's 2023 yeah. i mean it was released in 2022 but i'm like it's it's Still. in the year of our <laughs> Lord, 2022 like this is this is what you thought of like no you guys have like um just it just ruined your privilege of like yeah. able to tell her story. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. Yep. I'm sick and I'm tired. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, right. I just feel like it's like an exploitation of Anna Armas, not even Marilyn Monroe, yeah. but her too, of course, but yeah. like an exploitation yeah. obstacle course. And she got the nomination because everyone just kind of feels bad. And just like you poor thing. We can't wait to see you. Like she's, she shows up in the, the most recent James Bond movie for like, I don't know, like less than 10 minutes. She steals the whole movie. This girl is so talented. Mike, you referenced knives out. She's right. just she's has so this, great. To her, this energy Fantastic. and she's got this oppressive character that just gets through. Like by the time the JFK scene happened, I was like, like oh. I, um, I took everything in my human body not to turn it off. I was like, this is un. Oh man! I was like, do I have to finish this movie? Like, yeah, I- yeah. right. But we yeah, do it- because we are the Oscar <sighs> prognosticator experts. Just Academy, could you like just try a little better next year? No, so just just hand right. it over to me. Like I've got it. Like, I, we, I'm with it. Just- me too. No, I'm I'm firing everyone, and we're gonna we're gonna do a do over. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> who actually care about sharing people's stories. Um, you know, in here because I'm oh I'm sick and tired, I'm sick and tired. Like I <laughs> one day just to tell off the academy, just to be like, listen, y'all don't get it together. Okay, um, I'm sorry, but like we we we, we right. can't do this. we can't be doing this anymore. Right, right. <laughs> I'm tired, Mike. 
<laughs> well, let's talk about some of the other ones. Was there performances here that uh, that we enjoyed more than that? All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> but again, not her fault. Yeah. Like I don't wanted this to be like right. She, it's she, no, right. Again, it, no, victim, no. honestly, as far as I'm concerned. He, right. Yeah. Everything that I disliked about the movie had nothing to do with her acting. Her acting exactly. was great. Right. No. Like it, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. but right. It's uh I okay. will say um so uh, I mean what can you say about Kate Blanchett that we haven't uh, again, she's Kate Blanchett. I will mm-hmm. the nerd that I am, uh, my measuring stick for a Kate Blanchett role is if um I can look at her in a movie and not think she's actually Galadriel. Because <laughs> I just love her in that role. I she's kind so of fantastic. always think about her. That's my default so, setting blanch. And I mean she Galadriel. frequently does, right? Like she's mm-hmm. she's fantastic. So I'm like, mm-hmm. did it pass the I forgot she's Galadriel point? And it did, did like 30 seconds into this movie. Once they give you the like NPR <laughs> interview, I'm like, oh, okay, I this is a real person. And I was immediately yeah. into it. And yeah, and she, uh, again, uh, we talked about this in the Best Director uh, conversation when we were talking about the movie. Again, I really enjoyed that, uh, you know, we talked about how Todd Field made it feel like a real movie. But that's mm-hmm. also is really credited to her that she felt she so owned that role that it mm-hmm. the complexity of that character, all of it felt uh, to me like very real that like, you know, her her grandioseness, her ego, and, you know, but that every... Throwing even the like, man off of his, uh, the conductor, like, off of his, like... Yeah! Whatever, whatever it is, I'm kind of saying. Um, right, right, right. Oh, Because I did not know in that moment that that's what was happening. Like, I'm right. watching, and she has this really just, of course, because it's Kate Blanchett, right? Like, so she has this really intense face and the camera on purpose I, I just love like talking about like camera work which you will hear in our in our technical episode um <laughs> like looking at this and like your focus on her face so like, okay so what is she about to do like you see okay she's obviously on the stage yep is she still I was like okay so is everything okay now or is she just is that just her face to prepare to like conduct you know what she's been working on like i'm i'm not understanding fully what's going on and then like camera like backs out you still see this intense face and then she's running so i'm like oh shit oh shit. <laughs> and like it's just, oh my god like yes. yeah kate is like, can do no wrong like she's incredible um i mean that's what i have to say about that <laughs> yeah i mean what can it is she's she has earned the nomination. There's a reason yeah. that she yeah. has eight nominations and two Oscars sure. already. She's she's Kate Blanchett. And I don't care. I will always think of her as Galadriel. Not that I'm not thinking of anything else, but come on, Galadriel is badass. So she's wonderful. Which is why you can now watch Rings of Power being centered on Galadriel and be like, Yep, I'm cool being this the main character because I know she's a badass. So it wouldn't have worked if Kate had not played that so well in both the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit series. But we are not here to talk about uh, our nerdy. I feel self. like you're, you're going yeah, off. Oh, let, let me move. Let me move on for a moment to Michelle Williams in the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah. One of the things about 
that I really appreciate about Michelle Williams is I love that. I don't know. In the movies that I see her in that, uh, you know, that she gets the renown for and all that, like that she plays the role. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Almost understated in a way. Like she doesn't have these. uh, I don't know. Shutter Island. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I, at times ooh. she can play roles with a lot of subtlety, um, you know, and there's a lot going on with her character in the yeah. Fablemans that yeah. it, like she does that well. And like that, I don't know, maybe that it feels very layered in her performance and she carries that. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. Really well. And I mean, for her, the, the movie, the Fablemans, you know, we talked about feeling like, Paul, it doesn't work or, you know, Paul Dano got snubbed as a supporting actor. Um, uh, but the whole, the, I mean, she is the crux of the story. Like yeah. that's the whole, like everything rides on. If you can buy like what is happening and mm-hmm. difficulty for her, you know, and then Paul Dano, of course, like feeds off that. It's if yeah. they together don't play that well, like then the movie just, it goes nowhere. Right. There's nothing mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, and she, oh man, she is so good in it. And like, it's difficult is like to watch and be like, I don't know, for me, again, I'm going to have my own, I will view this through my own lens as, as a son, as a husband, like trying to think, you know, there's the part of that I'll admit like, oh man, like she's, you know, whether emotionally or otherwise, like going around her husband here, but then also like seeing like, but she's also a person and like, uh, you know, she, it's, she plays it in a way that I don't even like feeling like, okay, I have a specific perspective here because of my life uh, uh-huh. circumstances here. So I'm going to view it from the lens of a father, uh, you know, a husband, a son and all that, but then I can still feel like, well, this is new. It isn't just as simply like, Hey, she likes this guy and she doesn't care about her husband. Like, no, that's not it. It's a complex story and i think that it helps like just the whole be able to understand you know steven spielberg (laughs) the son's character like perspective of oh how you're trying to view them you're kind of surprised that i mean we all have those moments probably right where we as a child we realize our parents are our people and you know i don't like those moments i'm against those (laughs) it could be a really difficult thing and i thought it handled that really well and it works because of her like you know i mean yeah. i keep thinking of even just like the scene of her dancing in the headlights oh that was and, beautiful it's, yeah it's just such a magnetic scene and like yeah. just the way that she carries herself like man yeah. she you know yeah, again no, without was... feeling oh go ahead jay no, 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 no. I'm no, sorry no, to you go. cut you off. I just, you're saying all this good stuff and I have to, I, I'm like, I need to talk now. <laughs> do it, do it, go, go. Uh, so my thing with Michelle Williams is, and this is, a, you know, absolutely compliment her. She makes me like uncomfortable to watch her. There's something so raw about her where I'm like, does That's she it. know she's on camera? Like, there's just, I don't know, I can't explain it. But a lot of times I'm like, I am so like, it, especially with this role in the Fablemans, um, <laughs> where it, I don't, again, I, this seems random, but I'm just like, I, She's just so like vulnerable and like mm-hmm. an open wound, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I, yes. I, I like 
again, it's it's her talent and her being amazing. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. It's so much so that like when she does show up in something like the Ven- the Venom movies, you're like, this does not add up. Like, because she, she's <laughs> so good at that. being a, a great actress. Where when Tom Hardy's you know being Venom, I'm like, this is this is an odd choice. But again, <laughs> that's my compliment to her. Is I I just when she's on screen and she's emoting, I'm like, okay, I got yeah. Where, where, Where's the kid? Where you can film something? One hundred percent. Yeah, that's I just that was my aside. I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts about Michelle Williams, Jackie? Uh, <laughs> no, I definitely get the uncomfortable thing. Like he, at day, you you hit it right on the head. Um, yeah, I did feel uncomfortable, but only because like just like the situation and her how she's playing it is very it is so good that that's why you're like oh, right. I'm not sure what to do like I was like, right. and everything like that you know and like I said like I mentioned before Manchester by the Sea Shutter oh. Island like those are two performances that again I was just like I like they're having that conversation on the street and she is in tears she is bawling this is it's a, it's a ugly oh, that's a scene I'm like I am uncomfortable um and but it's because she's playing the role so well and she is so good. She's mm-hmm. so good at what she does. Um, yeah. And the same with the Shutter Islands. Like she's just a woman who's clearly like lost her mind. But, and, mm-hmm. and so that yes. it can either be a caricature because the actors play that line, you know, you're, you're kind of fiddling with the line all the time between like an actual person who you're like, oh, this person is, far gone like they need professional help um to like okay this is like a caricature of a person like it doesn't feel like <laughs> looking at a real person and she like it just blows it out of the water and uh yeah like I'm like oh no she is like I don't I, somebody come come get her um <laughs> right 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 yes, yes. And I'm like no Jackie it's a movie like <laughs> um you know like you get so involved in it and that's what I think is is what is what makes uh for a great actor or actress um whatever um like is that again sinking into a role and you forget that you're watching a movie yes she was she was great oh yeah all right excellent um we also need to touch on the controversial nomination which i begged jay to get familiar with the controversy for me today because i was mm-hmm. only up to it in a little so i'm hoping jay you can drop some knowledge for me on andrea riseborough's nomination uh, there was like discussion and i think the academy met and discussed whether they were going to withdraw her nomination which oh, i guess yeah, has were. happened before i don't know who it has but jay can you shed some light on what was so controversial about andrea's nomination aside from some snubs we're definitely going to want to talk about yeah like you mentioned it it has happened before but kind of never in this kind of like a big big of a role in terms of how we perceive the oscars like there was like um like a michael bay movie like that benghazi movie he made like it was a sound guy like he was actually lobbying 
he was like on the phone lobbying, like, you gotta, you gotta get this done for me. So that's sort of how he get kicked off. And there was another one too, but again, I think it was like some type of like song that was, you know, it was like a technicality thing, like, oh, it was made for something in the past. So that's stuff that's been kicked out in the past. This is absolutely more, uh, you know, high profile. And what's interesting about it, and I, and it's funny because it's like they hacked the system. And, and then I'm like of two minds of this. So like, um, the whole idea of the Oscar thing, like it's like a marathon. You have to, you know, campaign and do a bunch of interviews and go to all like the fancy, you know, galas and 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 just do that for months on end. That's what all these people have done. Andrea hadn't done any of that. Like she basically just, you know, gave an amazing performance in this movie and moved on. But in the meantime, I guess like literally a week before the nominations happened, um, I, like it was literally like her celebrity. I don't even think they're her friends. They just were really impressed with her performance and pushed that through and basically started like it started with Edward Norton, oddly enough, and saying like, this is a great performance. You got to check this out, tweeting that out. And then it went to, I already forget the next person, but um, just basically a bunch of cool like celebrity people were like, oh my God, please watch this movie. You got to do it. And there was like email blasts out to all the, cause all these people are, know each other. And so yeah. they're just basically saying, Hey, watch this. And um, like, just just random people you're like oh that was interesting and i've already dropped the ball on all those people but just know like cool oscar you know <laughs> heavyweights like like a charlie's theron or uh you know well, you get me so anyway so yeah. that's sort of what happened is and that's what's interesting about it is she got the nomination because it's like literally last minute grassroots effort grassroots effort and what's I, what I like about that is they kind of beat the system. You know, this mm -hmm. small movie, you know, it didn't make any money at the box office. Like, half, like, I'm pretty sure everyone is, I guess they said when they announced it, like when they were doing their, like Riz Ahmed and I, I think Ellison Williams um, announced the nominations. Like there was actually snickering in the room when, when they read her name, like it was sort of just like what, what just happened. Um, so kind, kind of interesting. So, so they beat the system. Now I'm a two, here's my two minds. So, I love that they beat the Oscar system and that's why they had to review it because they're like, Hey, no, you didn't, you didn't do the 19, you know, you didn't dress up and go talk to Peter Hammond of the Hollywood reporter. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Um, but, but at the same time, I'm like, cause I, I read the, the director of um, the woman King. She wrote this big article uh, about the, Gina you know, getting snubbed. Yeah. thank you so much. Um, but she wrote this big article about like the Andrea Riseborough thing is she was saying that like, we couldn't do that as a community. So I thought that was kind of fascinating where it's just like, it is cool that this happened, but at the same time, you know, it, it was because a cool, bunch of cool, like awesome, what we perceive as cool, like Edward Norton level dudes um, or, or, you know, whoever uh, made that happen for Andrew Riseborough, but, you know, Viola Davis or especially the director you just mentioned, um, who I will know her name next time we talk. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, like, why why can't that happen? You know what I mean? So that's why I'm, I'm I kind of love that they beat Oscar with this thing. But at the same time, I'm like, we, right, another, you know, and then when you see the performance, it's a great performance. And I love Andy Riceboro. It's, it's not anything like crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's how I felt, too. Mm hmm. Is this Oscar worthy? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. I mean, yes. It's it, good, but yeah. I, I'm not like blown away. Right. You know? I mm -hmm. mean, it's it like this, the movie itself, I think is your typical, like, hey, you know, if you told me I'm going to make a story about uh, a drunk mother 
I, I could have pretty much put this together myself. Like, like it's, it's something you, know, there's you watch no surprises on, like, there. Right. You watch on Netflix and you recommend to people because you're like, no, it's actually, it's a right. solid film and I think you should watch. But as far right. as giving it like an Oscar nomination, I don't, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it it does very... have those showy moments though that Oscar loves. Like, I think that might be part of it is it ha- definitely has those kind of like, you know, more like scene chewery scenes versus, you know, something maybe more subtle or more deserved. I will she say gets some, some, she gets some stuff going on with her with yeah, her bigness. Yeah. yeah, I will say I appreciate that. So talking about a uh, talking about movies that punish their lead actresses and abuse them, I appreciate in this that even though you know, I mean, she got punished. <laughs> like we saw sure the did. like yeah. the fallout from her behavior, but mm-hmm. it didn't go to an exploitive level like blonde Mm -hmm. and that you know even though we get this seat where oh she's with the the neighbors there uh, you know across the hall from her son we don't get a like an abuse scene when she like that one that like super creepo pete there like when he's (laughs) in the car with her so i'm glad that we don't get those scenes where like we're not just gonna see her hit on these guys but now we're gonna see her get abused in a car or something so i like that our even though we showed like it's i i appreciate that we didn't have to watch that right mm-hmm. and because some movies with these kind of movies where they're showing like the depravity mm-hmm. of i mean i'm thinking even a movie like traffic there uh, there's the scene where they make us watch the like the daughter sleeping with the drug dealer like do, we didn't mm-hmm. have to see oh, yeah. that you know what i mean but, ever since i watched that yeah. And it's but it like those kind of things they stick in like any of these movies where they have to show like you have to see the abuse. And mm-hmm. so at least I like that we didn't have to see that. And I the really the biggest surprise for this movie for that movie for me was seeing Allison Janney and Steven Root as like bikers. <laughs> the bikers. The first I was like, wait, that no way that is Steven Root. I no need, way. I need their story. I need their story. I know. I know. <laughs> right? I, think, I can't remember which one of you was saying that earlier. They're like, we need the spinoff. I want to see them. I think it was. J- I think it was Jason. Yeah. yeah. But I was in full agreement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, those were but, high. and I like seeing Mark Maron. It's fun. I forgot that like yeah, he asked I love, him. I love seeing yeah, movies. Because I was like, wait, that's not Mark Maron, is it? I had to like look at yes. it. I'm like, oh, it is. <laughs> so and good. uh um Andre Royo. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I've loved him since The Wire. He is fantastic in The Wire and anything he's in. I always love when we get and he was fun in this movie. Like he's a lot but, of fun. So it's again, it I it was difficult that we had to watch this woman's life be in complete shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, but I felt like it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as exploitative as blonde. It's, you know, and at least at the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, you get, you get some sort of redemption. Like uh, she's still probably going to mess it up. Like, but I mean, if any of us well, know, like, people... have some hope, man. Have I some, do, I do, and I, I, I think some flask. of it is like she had the I, flask, and she didn't. And she that's didn't do true. That's true. That's true. And it, you know, and it's tough because yeah. I'll just say like someone that has like friends and family in recovery. It's mm-hmm. like I say it kind of lightly, uh, you know, but it's not. But I just know the the real, uh, you know, the reality of it is that it, it's hard to stay 
clean, yes. you know, and oh, it, well, and it like, and some, like saw. I don't, you know, and you don't hold it, yeah. hold it against it. Like it's tough. It's, it's real tough, you know, and at least I, it felt, it felt realistic. So yeah. I, I well, it's interesting. It. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, cause you were making a good point there. I think like an Oscar winning performance is she does drink from the flask. Like I was so ready for that, <laughs> but the Oscar nominated performance is she doesn't, you know, she has restraint, but I, I needed that. I well, needed that redemption we, of her turning the corner and trying to make yes, a, it. Absolutely. Not, yeah. I just want to quickly say, uh, we're going to eventually talk about Brendan Fraser's performance, which I adore, but it's kind of like the antithesis of, of this, like trying to improve yourself and be there for your children. But anyways, uh, what were you going to well, say? Jen? There was also flight with Denzel Washington. Oh my God, that's my yes. And for he... Denzel cast. Yeah. Of course you, you are so wanting to make that happen. Um, which <laughs> I'm, um but I, I will have to make time because it's Denzel. <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, during this entire movie, I'm like hoping for the, and it doesn't come, like the arc doesn't come, because he's still at the end, like, again, spoiler alert, it's been several years, guys, I mean, like, so yeah. he's at the, yes. we're talking to the film, he's at the the hearing, press conference, whatever it is, um, and he's like, and I'm drunk now, like, it, like, that whole thing, you're like, okay, so we still haven't dealt with this, which is perfectly fine, because not everyone's journey is but yes, I think I get what you're saying, Jay. Mm-hmm. Is like the well, like the Oscar, the Oscar-winning performance could very well be that she drank from the flask. But also, we have evidence that that was the opposite was also true because right. I'm not sure, did Denzel win for that? I can't remember. I, he didn't, but he should have. Okay, okay, because I know he was not. But um, yeah, he should have won. Nominate him for something else where he's not playing like you know a corrupt cop. Or like, you know, right. someone who has a a pilot who has a problem. Like I'm like, y'all couldn't nominate him or like Glory. Like you guys couldn't nominate him for anything else. That's right. Yep. Anyway. He... <laughs> yeah. Well, we um... and also John Goodman should have won as as his like drug provider, awesome ponytail man. That should he should have gotten a supporting role for that. <laughs> yes, sir. for sure. Uh, the year that Denzel lost, I had looked this up. He was okay. against, he lost to Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln. Um, Did he man, also lose to Sean Connery for, was it? Probably. Pride Freedom or something? I forget. It's an interview where he's talking about it. He's talking about like going to a ward and thinking he's going to get like. The, I think and maybe was, that, or maybe that was the year of uh, glory, maybe? Question mark. Could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. we should pay this for denzel cast yes, yes. yeah let's yes, all right denzel cast um all right all right yeah i think we're all on the same page here with to let yeah. to leslie so uh the last one we have to touch on and oh i don't want to cut it short because we still have a but we have a whole other category um but we need to heap some flowers on the legend michelle yo in the again this yes. is the one role that like you can't say oh she doesn't sh- suffer like it the whole movie is her dealing with uh you know all this but at the end right ultimately it's a triumphant movie she is she really suffering though the way that these other ones are not, no not in the same way no. not the, yeah, in the same way not even she's close not really like it's like she's dealing with i don't know if it's suffering i think it's like yes. it's more so that she is dealing with like the relationship with her her husband um mm-hmm. the relationship with her daughter trying to right. sort through 
like being a part of the multiverse, like that, like that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Dealing with things. I don't know if she's necessarily suffering. Yeah. Well said. Well One said. One time that she had to like, she she had to um, paper cut herself, like right to like, pass on oh, to like, I forgot about it's another like world or whatever. Right. That's the only suffering <laughs> she does. So I think we're good. Like, yeah. But what's interesting is, uh, you know, the, literally the other four performance i mean like you said mike it, it is kind of a suffering theme and and she does dabble a little bit but it, this is like a full like she gets to do everything like specifically mm. the comedy beats um like her reaction shots when her husband starts you know doing the multiverse um you know like flip uh, yes. I, I was just some of the funniest faces i've seen all year so she she gets to do everything i mean she hits on every emotion comedy drama like the crazy pathos yeah yeah I'm yeah. I'm so in love with this performance. If she doesn't win the, the, the we gotta we gotta cancel Oscar Oscar podcast. We riot. We riot at dawn. Riot. This, this is okay. this is her yeah. time. It's yes, you know, I mean, I even loved I mean I loved everything about that movie, but I loved the scenes in the like multiverse where she's the famous actress. And, and I love it because I'm like, because I'm like, oh, this is what it's like for her in like Hong Kong and China and like I mean, she's a star here. Like people know her, but not at that that right. level where I know yeah. and like, you know, that she came from the movies that me and Jay cover on our show frequently. All these great uh, Hong Kong action films that she was a star in forever. I mean, she's mm-hmm. you know she's fantastic, and and I love that. It's awesome that. She's in a movie here, and it's just wild. Like when this first came out, um, remember our friend Matt that uh, does punches and popcorn with us. And Matt, thank you, has helped us set up this podcast here. I, he was the first one that told me about everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm like, oh, it's got Michelle Yeoh, and it's about the multiverse, or it's set in a multiverse. This is going to be really cool, and no one is going to see this movie. Like, <laughs> just because he thought like this, it's just too out there, and like. People are like, oh, Michelle Yeoh is that like, oh yeah, I think I saw Crouching Tiger, um, you know, and I like, and just to see how quickly, like, you know, Jackie, a lot of us were at that like same early screening that uh, mm-hmm. they did at the Little for it, and like yeah. saw all that buzz, and then people, and I know yeah. you were one of them that are like, I'm going back and seeing it again this weekend, yeah. and mm-hmm. people that like repeatedly mm-hmm. and just out there, and so I love that like people are willing to go see a movie like this that's so crazy and see Michelle Yeoh who's just again she does so she's so multifaceted in this movie she does so much and she carries all of it right like if we can't love her and connect with her in this movie then it's just nuts right right I mean she voices a rock Well, not voices. They're, it's only like printed yeah. text on the yeah. screen. You know, I'm going to say that that well, rock. She, she was in an she interview. She joked. Into she was like, it's her best performance. Yeah. No, yeah, and interestingly, ahead. you said that, Mike, like no one's going to watch this movie. It was ended up being A24 is the, the company that uh, produced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest grossing movie they've ever made, um, which is kind of cool. And what I, other thing I want to yeah, absolutely. Especially with yeah. A24. That's how they kind of function. Um, it, what, what I like, too, is obviously Michelle Yeoh is the only um, person of color that got nominated. But what, what I appreciate, too, is 
she's kind of the oldest nominee. Like a lot of times with actresses, obviously you, unfortunately in Hollywood, you age out like in, in a lot of these, you know, other actresses, the other four are not necessarily like super young, but they're, you know, still kind of in their prime quote unquote, but Michelle, you always uh, seasoned at this point. And I love that she gets the nomination and love and better be the win because, you know, it, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's, Oscar loves the story. This is perfect. Like, like you said, Mike, she's yep. been a huge person, you know, celebrity slash actress in China for with for since the eighties. Like, so yep. it just, it's just. I mean, I'm in love with her. I'm in love with this movie. Like, this is not that we. It's time to do our picks, but maybe she's she better yeah, win. Why not? She's my pick. Oh, yeah. If she doesn't win, pick. we're gonna riot. We've already decided as a podcast. Yeah. Uh, right. She. I mean, she has to. Like, it's. It's hard for me to look at any nomination from this movie and say, how doesn't it win? Because all of it's exceptional. Um, But she so much. Again, uh, nothing else works if she doesn't hold this. She deserves all the, you know, all the flowers that are thrown her way. So give her damn flowers. Seriously. Yeah. Let's give her the flowers. Yeah. 100%. She's my favorite. Should that be our podcast's catchphrase? Give, Give them their flowers. (laughs) <laughs> we'll work on it well yeah we'll see we'll see now if if they decided not to go michelle yo who do you think they will it's go to Blanchett, right they would go blanchard i mean yeah that's almost like a no-brainer like because right. like you like if they didn't say michelle you'd be like okay well then it's kate right like mm-hmm. right oh, right so, yeah. yeah right that's then we've talked about in the other ones like but this is almost like like Angela Bassett with the best supporting actress that you're like, well, it's either the the like standout best or it's the this is the veteran that's that's past due for their recognition. So that's who yeah. they're going to give it to. And similar to Angela Bassett, I'm like, to me, this is a role that like this is standout heads and shoulders above the others. And she's a veteran. Literal that, like, heads and shoulders, because she was like, did you see, like, the arms, like, when she's in that, like, what is it, right. like, the, the the room? She's basically confronting the, like, France and U.S. governments. Like, with the right. United Nations. like you get, I was like, when you said that, I was like, no, girl, because the girl went to the gym. Like, I was like, right, like, right, right. Like, Jack, what in the heck? Yeah, anyway. Right. That's what right. I and, and again, Kate Blanchett, Eight nominations, two wins. Like she's Kate Blanchett. She's got it's not a past due. And again, that she's fantastic. If yeah. Michelle mm-hmm. Yo wasn't in this, I'd be one hundred percent Team Galadriel here because again, yeah. she's Galadriel to me. But uh, she's not like this. Isn't like a oh, we better shoehorn in a Gary Oldman one here because we screwed mm-hmm. up by not giving him awards for things he should have won. Ridiculous. Kate won them for things she should have won. Um, so yes, uh, and we need to hit on quick and then we got to go to, uh, actor. We're going to be here all night. Uh, the snubs. <laughs> I think we're all agreed on one major snub that we've talked about before. And that is of course the great triumphant Viola Davis, who is a badass and so dignified and powerful in the woman King. Mm-hmm. How the hell did she knock it? I just look at like. Racism. I love Ana de Armas. Again, I love Ana de Armas. How did she get nominated and not Viola Davis? <laughs> yeah. Racism. And for all of yeah. those who are like, but wait, um, so-and-so is nominated. Ana de Armas is nominated. Um, listen, okay, 
like the fact that she is playing against a black woman trope, right? Yep. You can argue that she's playing the strong woman, but I mean, like, if you actually watch the movie, she is this multi-layered yep. leader, right? Who's dealing with a lot, like, from her past, because a piece of her past comes back, right? Yep. And so dealing with that while also trying to maintain, like, who she is to this group of women warriors. So, like, for you to pick, to not pick her, but then pick, like, the one who is basically being exploited, abused, um, mm. constantly, I feel like, being, also being just played to, what am I trying to say? Like, played the victim, basically. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, she's, she, and, I mean, she's having all these stuff, these things happen to her, but that's it. There's just a bunch of things happening to her throughout the thing. Like, to, to choose that role versus this role of a strong, a strong black woman, but with layers, right? right. Not just strong, she's sensitive. There's there's other things, right? Um, I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's 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 white supremacy, right? Like yeah, that's absolutely that's what that's what's been at the helm of the Oscars, you know. We we know right. This, right? This is the foundation of the institution. Is this? I mean, yeah, it's the foundation of our country. But again, this is not that too. Right. This is a it's an Oscar podcast. I could get into the history, but we won't go there. <laughs> Um, but yes, that is 100% why she didn't get it. So, because mm-hmm. everyone else has been buzzing about her. So, right. And but, it's crazy because she, like, she's not an outsider for Oscars. I mean, she is, she has an EGOT, a freaking mm-hmm. EGOT. Like, well, you know what? She won, the, but she won, here's the thing she won the Oscar because she was in the hell. Right. She was the maid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. I want to mention another snub uh, since we're on this topic. Uh, Amber, best name ever, by the way. Uh, Amber Mid Thunder from. Oh yes! Thank yes. you. How do I keep forgetting oh about this? Yes. She's so yes. good. Pray was yes. incredible. She was so incredible. Great. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Thank yeah. you, Jay. For reminding us. <laughs> yeah, she's so yes. good. Again, multi-layered. Like she's doing a lot in that. It's not just about being a, you know, she's embracing herself, being powerful, figuring things out. And, and against a, you know, at least in the film, like a male-dominated community. Like it's just so right. awesome. And you know, right. and she's and and in that role, she's allowed to like make mistakes. Like she makes mistakes. Yes. She learns from them. She overcomes them. Like, oh, that. That's wow. a predator. She beats a predator. Right. And if she doesn't play that role well, for all the racists and chuds that just look at the concept of the movie and they're like, how does some Stone Age Indian take on a predator that Arnold uh, almost died against? I'm like, well, you obviously didn't watch the freaking movie because the movie clearly shows you how she is able to do this. But it like it, she it's credible, right? You're like she plays it so well that you're like, wow, this is this, you know, this. I mean, she's a girl in the movie, like yeah. the, play on her, where her strengths are and where right. you know and her intelligence and right. uh, you know she's great. Again, anytime, uh, again for those chuds and races. <laughs> as soon as this movie came out, when friggin' Jesse Ventura like tweeted at her like. Uh, you know, she ain't got time to bleed. Welcome to the club. I'm like, friggin' Jesse, the body is applauding her and saying she's one of us. Well, oh, just shut up, dude, because wow. friggin' Jesse. I didn't know he, he was. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I think I Arnold, I know, loved it too. Like, nice. So all of your freaking macho heroes loved her. And again, she took on a freaking predator and it was cool and she carried it. Yes, that would have been cool to see her too. And again, talking about representation, seeing uh, an indigenous actor get nominated. That would have been so freaking cool. Absolutely. But instead we got blonde. (laughs) We sure did. All right. Well, we are on. (laughs) Uh, We're all in support here of Michelle and freaking Viola, who should be here in yes. this list too if you haven't seen woman king please go see it uh it it's wonderful it's history that they don't at least when i was in school they didn't teach us any of this stuff um but it's wonderful and great and viola is the legend that she is um all right now we got to shift over <laughs> and uh and talk about best actors now the crazy thing with this slate is uh, actually before we get to the slate well let's look back at last year and oh man this is actually fun to look at last year because this is like one of the most cringy wins ever so last year's winner was will smith as in king richard as richard williams who as we remember this win happened after the infamous slap can we not I'm, talk about it? I'm so tired. I, no, so I don't want to talk about the slap at all. I don't, right. I don't want to either. It just is the cringiest moment where he had to go up and give the speech. And uh, I, again, I don't want to relive any of this. Um, it's, oh, was a low point, especially I, because he, so the people that he beat out was Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. And oh. Denzel, a tragedy of Macbeth. So, I, go ahead, yeah. Jackie. Okay. Um. So, okay, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen King Richard, so it was probably not a fair assessment. Um. However, I did see the tragedy of Macbeth, and I did see Tick Tick Boom. Um. I was in tears the entire time. Um. Because, again, Andrew put his everything, everything. Um, into that role and I was just like if he doesn't I was like I know they're gonna favor Will but I'm just like I'm hoping for an upset and that's the one I was hoping for not to say that I was at all against like Denzel because I mean first of all it's Denzel second of all like this man is well known for not only just like being on the screen but also in theater this man is a theater actor it was yep. trained in theater um and his background is in shakespeare i mean he played he was in much ado about nothing like yep. the film adaptation of that so like this is very familiar territory to him and so th- to have him like return back to that and again it's a film adaptation i was just like no it's perfect and then of course you watch the film and you're going yeah this is a no-brainer like he did an incredible uh-huh. job. It was an amazing performance. The subtleties that he gives, like in his facial expressions, just, and then to have him like partnered with Francis McDermott, I was like, yeah, this is brilliant filmmaking. So, and this is a brilliant casting decision, which again, I will always be like, they need to add casting for categories as well as done. Um, so, uh, but yeah, to see see will win like and denzel was also too one of the people to comfort him like to kind of calm him down like yep, after right. 
thing. So I was like, again, Denzel just being a G. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> I think we need to start that Denzel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Because I just can't. Like, oh man, he's just incredible. But yeah, no, I was actually really hoping for like Andrew. And if Andrew didn't win it, I was definitely like Denzel needs to come on, come on. So yeah, it did feel weird after after that. I was like. Ugh happened i mean christian has said what he said but again i'm not gonna go through this right right right, right. it's right. already been we've, we've exhausted out. the topic I, right yeah. exactly i will quickly say that uh because we're doing uh, andrew garfield affection cast right now uh, he should have been nominated for supporting also in spider-man no way home he like oh, not only was like the kind of secret weapon of that movie he redeemed his whole spider-man character like I, every time i watch the movie i'm waiting for andrew garfield to show up as good as that movie is I freaking love that. Say that, Jay. Because seriously, yeah. he's my favorite. And he gets so much crap. Uh-huh. He gets so much crap for his And I'm like, it's not his fault. It was the no. right. Right. Yeah. right. He was a great Peter Parker as far as I'm concerned. He was great. Yes. He, yes. he was great. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Mike, you've heard my rant on this. Um, I have. Yes. <laughs> I have no, I, I agree Our with you. And it, wasn't, it wasn't until but, No Way Out came out or was coming out that I went back I had watched Amazing Spider-Man at some point and was like, oh, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Never watched the other one, even though it was filmed partly right here in our own Rochester. Because I everyone said this I worked movie on is- set for one day. You did? You did? That's yeah. awesome. I, did. I didn't know that. What? Yes. It was boring as hell. Listen, I- <laughs> <laughs> we're a second unit. So like you're, people are like, they're doing the stunts and stuff. All you're doing is pretty much just like holding audiences, but like people who are kind of on looking, kind of holding oh. them back like from the set or whatever. Wait, but, wait, like- Jackie. So does that mean that your names your name is in the credits? I'm uncredited, I think. Oh yeah. damn it! You still are I in the MCU, I, though. Let's let's be clear. Well, if you go to my IMDb page, um, so you have an IMDb page. I should know this. I do. You should know that, Mike. <laughs> we, I do. Well, like so, years and years ago, like so, I was like working on these local film sets and everything, and um, so there, my name is on like a couple of things, and one of those things I checked like. It was, it was, I knew, you know, when you work on a set, you know, when a film is terrible, like you just feel it like in your <laughs> And so like, I looked back and I, there was one review and it was a very scathing review of this movie, not of, of Amazing Spider-Man 2 of uh, this, this film that I worked on and everything. It's like, oh God. Um, but yeah, I, after I worked a day, I, they said when, you know, people's names would be you know, or your IMDb pages or whatever would be updated. And so I would keep checking back to see if like I had, a, a, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 on there. And then of course I saw the movie and I was like, damn it. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> you had me in the first half. Like what happened? Um, so anyway. oh, well, so, uh, fun <laughs> that is amazing. Well, again, yeah. we have an actual, as we've said, uh, Jackie is the, actual filmmaker here we are we are but the fans that's um, right she's in the mcu too, now yes. <laughs> i am i am that's yes. right but uh, watching those amazing spider-man i actually re-watching them made me love andrew garfield in them he is out of those spider-man he is my favorite i i love him a lot um, his reaction to zendaya throwing bread at him is like still my favorite thing oh my life. god oh. i love that so much Okay, real quick, and then we can move on. Because I just—I'm sorry—I can't stop talking about Andrew Garfield. It's, it's Please insane. do it. Yeah, I do. Um, so he, 
someone put this on Twitter. So it's not my idea. But as soon as I saw this idea, I was like, this needs to happen. So if you were to, not that it needs to have a live action version, okay, of a, of the um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? Like we don't, we don't need it because that movie is already perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. However, if we were to have a live version, the Spider-Man, that the Peter Parker that I would want to coach Miles, you know, kind of like be his mentor, would definitely be Andrew Garfield. I was mm, like, I like that happens? too. Prepare to be sick of me, okay? Prepare. <laughs> <laughs> because you were like, Jackie, shut up. I'm like, no, seriously, no, don't shut up. I'm crying. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> about it. But yeah, if Jackie. that ever happens. Whoever, whoever's out there and has like some sway, because they're definitely listening. Um, you need to make that happen. I will just say that out of the the trailers that we have seen for Spider Verse Two, there's a <gasps> lot of Spider Men in that movie. So yes. there, there's a chance. There is a chance because there's a lot of them. So yeah, he's the one. He's the one I wanted to win. I really, really love Tick Tick Boom. I like. I yes. usually am partial to the musical movies. Um, I, I like I'm an unashamed big fan of Rent. I love the music in it. Um, and I just it, and I he captured that role it, again. When we talk about so many movies are so freaking depressing from the Oscar mm-hmm. season. And even though like the tick tick boot, like Jonathan Larson, who he plays, has yeah. this tragic backstory. It's again, it's a yep. fun like it just you know it's just such an uplifting like it just has so much spirit to it yeah um you know and he's fantastic he it was a real treat uh and then my second was denzel i mean yeah i'm a massive coen brothers fan though this was a coen alone movie which was interesting on its own i'm i'm an english major i'm a huge shakespeare fan i absolutely love shakespeare like i read it to my kids when i was little because i think he's obviously brilliant but funny and snarky and all that stuff uh so i love macbeth is my favorite shakespeare play because it's got all this crazy evil stuff in it the witches in yeah. it, and all of it was fantastic in this movie mm-hmm. and we talked about it in other times and we'll have a role in this year's uh one of our nominees here to talk about i really love minimalist type of movies because i love just all right make it and i love that they took shakespeare and really made and uh what could be like one of his wilder movies with all this stuff going on and like visually made it really toned down and Denzel was great he was I need him to play I need him to play Hamlet now just just start oh yes 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 Hamlet because Hamlet is my favorite and I oh that's probably second I love Hamlet that would be great or him playing like Julius Caesar Oh yeah, that would be good. Oh, okay, that sorry. would be good. The, okay, oh, but we haven't even podcast. started talking about these nominees. All right, all right. <laughs> and it, we've been going at this for like an hour and a half. All right. Sorry, uh, this is my, you're still my with us, folks. We no, can rush through these guys. We are all in this. <laughs> we we are a family in this. We're just so excited about these. All right, so let's talk about the nominees uh, this time around. And something exciting is this entire slate. Our first-time nominees. None of these actors oh, that I'm about to run through have been nominated for anything, which mm-hmm. for a couple of them is really surprising to me. So the first one that we have nominated is Austin Butler uh, for Elvis. And Austin Butler, I think the only thing I recognized him from before was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who he played Tex Watson, and he was really yep. fun in that role. And mm-hmm. he did a bunch of TV shows before that. Uh, the second... And not to belittle any of that. I'm just trying to keep us <laughs> content. Oh, 
All right, so moving on. uh, Our second nominee is Colin Farrell. And maybe it's like nominee part two is Colin Farrell's eyebrows uh, in The Banshees of Inisherin as Patrick. Mm -hmm. Then we have, for all of us 90s kids, uh, triumphant return, I think we could all say, and the movie that the three of us went and saw together to start planning out this podcast, uh, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. So yay, Mm -hmm. Brendan is back. Uh, and then rounding this out, we have Paul Mescal in After Sun, who I mentioned before, uh, he was in The Lost Daughter, the Olivia Coleman movie that she got a nomination for last year. And finally, the veteran legend, Bill Nye in Living. So uh, again, a really big slate. And especially for me, I mean, we all kind of know, I guess it's not a surprise for Brendan Fraser because those of us that know him from the 90s all these fun movies that we love that are not the kind of thing that oscars ever the oscars ever appreciate so not a surprise there i was kind of surprised with colin farrell uh really a, a little bit just because he has such a long career and i know like and he has he does a pretty broad range of movies uh, but i figured like oh he would have been nominated for something like, I thought maybe you would have gotten, like, supporting for In Bruges, uh, which I also loved, but and I guess not as. And I was a little surprised, I guess not totally, that Bill Nye wasn't, just because he, again, he's been around forever, been in a million things, and, like, oh, he and probably British. was nominated for, like, yeah, right, and British, I, so he probably was nominated for something in the 80s, right? I, I don't know if it was because I was tired or just it wasn't grabbing me, but I almost fell asleep in it. Will be now was at the little like I was <laughs> theater. I was in a room full of people like watching this film, and I nodded off a couple times. Um, like I didn't <laughs> sleep right, but I was I was getting. I was just like this. Just seems like a very uh, like I get what the movie is doing. Um, but at the same, I'm just like it's so it's it's dull. Like compared to like the other movies that we were watching. I'm like, um, why, why this one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it's one of those like career, like you've had a long career. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this movie, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I somehow was able to stay awake through it. Uh, I appreciated that. I think it's one of the movies that's under two hours. So that hits my happy (laughs) spot right away (laughs) to be under two hours in this slate. Um, I did not know it was a remake of a Kurosawa movie. Kurosawa. And that's now, the other issue that I have. Well, that's so Kurosawa is one of my favorite filmmakers, though I'm ashamed to admit, and this is, I was almost going to mention this earlier when Jay was talking about going to see older movies. I realized that the only movies I have seen of Kurosawa are, of course, his samurai movies. I've never seen any of his non uh, his non-samurai movies. And I was reading about this one, um, the one that it's based on, and I'm like, oh, this, I kind of want to see this. And yeah. like High Low, I know is another really big one of his that's supposed to be great. And I'm like, okay, dogs. well, obviously I love Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. I need to venture out beyond his samurai films and mm-hmm. see like what else he does. Because clearly he's not just the grandfather god of samurai film but that he's also like he's kurosawa for a reason um and the interesting thing with the movie is 
The other thing I kind of liked is that it was so I hadn't realized like all the depths of this thing. One that it was written by uh, Ishiguro, who wrote Remains of the Day and Never Let Me Go. I always get the title of it wrong, which is a uh, I've never, never let me go. Movie. I've read the book. It's freaking oh, fantastic. Never Isn't that let Andrew me go Garfield? Incredible. Yes, that's high now. No, um, no, I. Oh my god, that movie. Whew, talk about a core memory. I will never forget that film ever like it i gotta okay it's because i love the book and i i was worried that it wouldn't i was like how is it gonna live up to no (laughs) no and and then just the added fact that it all like in turn so it's based on akiru ikiru uh that's probably the right way to pronounce it that's the kurosawa film which is Mm -hmm. based on tolstoy's great novella the death of ivan Ilyich, which it like When I was in high school, the like moody lit, uh, you know, AP lit student, future English major Mike was all about either existentialist stuff, uh, existentialist literature or Russian literature. So I was very into like Mm. Tolstoy, Dostoevsky. Oh, God. Yeah, right, right. Because it's all that like I'm the deep moody thinker teenager. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so all the like history of that was really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. It was Bill Nye exceptional. Um, I felt like, so I, we will talk about it here in a moment, but I know I've said before that I felt like Banshees is the most Irish movie ever. And that it is like all about the power of stubbornness. Um, living felt like the most British movie ever. And that it's like, <laughs> like there's that line from right next to war Horse? song. Yes. Right. Right. But it's like, there's that line to like, Oh, I can't remember which Pink Floyd song it is, but it's from dark side where it's like hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. And I'm like, that's like what this movie is all about. It's the, oh my this God, is literally it really is, so. it is, it is, it's insanely British. It's uh, so, so British. We're thinking when I'm watching when I was watching the movie, I was like, this is very British. It's so, I mean, like, I but enjoy that, Bill Nye. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, all I want to say about it is it, it feels like a, a nice kind of other side of the coin for Bill Nye, because why I love him is his kind of, like, bigger performances, and I yeah. I feel like he often gives them, like, think the Underworld series, or even just yep. something fun like um, Love Actually. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I was just going to mention that. I was like, that yeah. should have been a nomination. Right, because yes. he's just so big, and, and you know, a yeah. lot of British actors are maybe more constrained and more quiet. With we're not and, and this is him doing that, which is weird that we're celebrating him now because he's doing what we'd expect of him question right, mark but right <laughs> but but i do like that he's getting recognition but i also love him kind of just <laughs> kind of you know pirates of the caribbean in it when yes. he's um, oh yeah the, the squid dude <laughs> i i misspoke actually not love actually sorry i got excited um no no, no. <laughs> actually well because I, I don't i don't actually really like love actually but anyway that's a whole other thing um, no a different what i wanted actually was um uh, saying actually a lot um was about time i was that's just gonna say oh, that oh yes so good about time that's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. that was an incredible i think and i think also too it's like i'm 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 a little bit more biased toward, with that one in particular just because like i think around the same time that it came out or i was watching it like my 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 father had passed away so like having having that um like the again like showing how 
like it's it's about you know this this man's journey of course like to find love but what is really at the core of this movie is the relationship with his father who's played by bill nye um Mm -hmm. and i thought his his performance in that is just beautiful it's wonderful it's it's rich and i that's what i thought should have been like if we were going to nominate him for anything because i'm like well that actually is silly no it needed to be about time yeah no that would have been great. Yeah. It's a full-blooded yeah. performance versus, you know, the oh, more goodness. stoic British, what you'd kind of expect, which is what he's yeah. getting celebrated for this year. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's because I'm looking back at his, I mean, again, his, his credits are ridiculous, but like yes. all the, all the, you're talking about Jay, the like wild fun, the things <laughs> I forget about, like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, he was fantastic. Oh yeah, he was hot fun. For a while. Like hot fuzz, like, hot yeah. fuzz. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I, me and my wife really like that movie. I think Such it's a very movie, funny. totally underrated. So good. Um, right, yeah, and pirates, of course. Uh, again, a ton of stuff, and we don't need to like all stick on Bill Nye here. It was good. Did he need it? I don't know. Uh, I guess we can talk talk about snubs, like maybe who else could have gotten it. Um, let's talk about another one that to me is kind of low on this totem pole here. Uh, let's talk about Elvis. Uh, <laughs> Austin yeah. Butler. I, I think we have a lot of thoughts about Elvis and some of that we can, well, Elvis got a lot of nominations. So we're going to have a lot of time to talk about Elvis so we can unload some of those thoughts in parses. Um, for me, at least with Austin Butler, I thought he was good. I it was yeah. entertaining. I thought he carried Elvis pretty well. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. I thought it was a great performance from him. Um, I, we will talk in, in other podcasts uh, or po- podcast episodes uh, rather about the movie. Uh, Cause yes, I do have a lot of thoughts as always, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, what you two said. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about, so we have some big ones. Uh, I think the, the one that gets the most underrated buzz, but is kind of up in there. Um, the first is Paul Mescal and after sun. Um, man, I will admit that like when I was watching this movie, it took me a while because I'm just watching it and like, what is happening? I'm just watching this, this man and his daughter on vacation. And you're waiting for it to become a movie. That's what the anxiety I had about it. That's what I, that's what I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what this feels like? It feels like boyhood to me. Mm, yes um, be boyhood but that was a lot longer um yeah i was like okay i'm just watching these two people you know just like yeah like we were saying like on vacation you know kind of like we're people watching but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a movie and yeah there's of course like cute moments and everything between them but i'm like other than that i'm i'm not sure why like this needed to be made like he's clearly going through something so right. i think we're looking at but at the same time i'm like that performance also too didn't quite blow me out of the water. I was yeah. just okay. This man is clearly there's something there's something going on, right? Mm-hmm. And he, they allude to it a little bit, right? But right. not really because it's again it's a it's a it's a movie about the two of them. But again, like I, I don't I don't know what else I'm supposed to grasp. It's, yeah, yeah it's like the subtlest performance I think out of any yes. nominee. This yes. Year. Very non-Oscar performance. Right. It it reminded me kind of, in a way, though, uh, a much more subtle and 
restrained to some degree movie. It reminded me of Power of the Dog in that like by the time it ended i was like wait what the hell happened in this movie no that's what i did too i was like you know and i had to look back and then pick up like oh we get all these flashes and of like him and you know and there's part of me that like i think as i thought about it more again going through my lens as a dad like looking at you know there's a lot like you know and he's clearly is pretty young in this like you're trying to have this relationship with your child and but you're clearly going through something and we get like glimpses of that something. And, you know, and I think that his acting does a lot in that. Cause honestly, I think like I had paused it and was kind of like looking up. I'm like, wait, what the hell is going on in this movie? And like picked up like, okay, I'm missing some of the, like, uh, so I think once I tried to pay attention closer to his, that subtlety it's sunk in more and just some of it then the other side of it too like as you can look at it through his view but then also the daughter and when we get those like the few scenes of her as an adult like similar to what i was talking about before where like there's times where as an adult you look back at your parents and you're like i had no idea what was happening then like mm-hmm. uh, you know there's something that like i definitely have had that thought a lot like I will think about, you know, my parents had me when they were super young and compared to like, you know, I didn't have my first kid until I was 32. So a very different point where my mother was a teenager. Like, so looking back at like, uh, you know, it's, it starts with a thought of like, well, I'm the same age, like how, you know, when they were my age now, I, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, a teenager or something. I mean, the year, the age that I am now, like I had graduated from college for like when my dad is that age. So, but it, you know, just that whole concept of like th- that looking back and trying to view your parents and understand like who they are as people. And, mm-hmm. and I think it, it helped more. And I think that he, you know, I, I'm all right with the nomination. Um, I think he did a lot very subtly. Um it's, I mean, right. It's a very ambiguous movie. Like, cause I've read different things where people say, well, if you pick up on the, like the hint, you can tell exactly what, what happened and what is happening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I've also read the directors like, well, we aren't necessarily trying to give you the story here. We're giving, like, we're presenting parts here and then it's for you to decide kind of like the daughter was all right. Well, ultimately who was her father and you know, yeah, where always- was I, I don't know. Yeah, I was always I'm always kind of like kind of like compartmentalizing into the Oscar agenda, whereas like Bill Nye is the, you know, career retrospective nomination. This feels like and they they do this. And unfortunately, I have nothing to back this up, but I think you'll know what I mean. But they have a fast track nomination where there's like a new face and they're trying to like make him a thing. And this kind of feels like that to me so much so that like Mm. within the next couple of years, he was cast. He's cast in the next Ridley Scott, like gladiator prequel will he be he'll be playing like the oh, young yeah. russell crowe role he's in the new really? richard Lankletter movie we spoke about him a minute ago with boyhood yeah so like yeah. i feel like this is they're trying to make him a thing and and so this is sort of a ah, way to okay again this is completely speculation by me i have made this up in my head uh but that's how i it feel tracks. about it and i think the other thing i want to speak to about it is the power of a24 the the you know the production company like 
you know, they have two nominations here in this category with, with Brendan Fraser and now uh, with Paul Mescal. So I, I feel like this is kind of their year to shine everything everywhere all at once. Um, Brian Tyree Henry with um, Causeway. So I feel like they, they are, this is sort of their year to peacock and um, not yeah. the streaming oh, service, yeah. the act of um, being <laughs> like, I'm here and, and embrace yeah. me. Kind of like last year was Netflix year uh, for the, at the Oscars. Yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, I buy that. And it's funny because now I, you know, a couple of years ago, it felt like A24 was the like, oh, if you go and see A24 movies, you're like, yeah, you're cool. like those of us that are fan, we're like, ooh, we're kind you're of in for a ride. Like, like, yeah. But now well, it's like everybody's cool like, if it's crap. A24, like people are going to see it. Yeah. But cool people are going to see right. it. That's cool. That happens to be everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I think that their evolution has led us to this year where they're going to probably clean up. Right. Right. Um, I feel like so that we aren't on here all night, uh, (laughs) we have to talk about the big two. Um, And maybe it it really is the big one. But uh, who should we dig into? Who do you want to dig into first? Colin or Brendan? I vote Colin. Let's talk about Colin. Okay. okay. Let's talk about Colin. So Colin Farrell in Banshees. Um, and as I said, <laughs> I feel like his eyebrows should be nominated because Jay and I keep talking about these eyebrows. He does things with his eyebrows in this movie that I have never seen done before. Yes. He raises I, he, them and what? wiggles them to a level that I and just he's want. he's been in a bunch of, yeah, he was literally in four movies this year, I guess last year now, because <laughs> it's 2023. He was in um, After Yang, which is this really interesting movie about him and his oh, wife I've dealing with an AI right. child. Um, he was in The Batman as the Penguin. Um, yes. Also, 13 Lives, which is this Ron Howard movie I'm desperate to see about these, um, I don't know, like the, the, these d- group of dudes that get stuck in a cave. Was it know. Chilean? Yes, thank you. You yes. got yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that's pretty good. So I want to check that out. But anyway, yeah. so he's he's constantly working and it's one of the reasons i love him he's like you know because you think of these you know a-list actor good looks but he he you know in his heart he's a character actor but yes. i've never seen him do this with his eyebrows they're they're bushier <laughs> somehow he, he's doing weird <laughs> angles with them and it was something that really caught me off guard and and not that that's wins you an oscar but he he's in his a weird place in this movie <laughs> and it works for the character I did not catch that at all. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I was like, and listen, I've watched the Harry Potter movies, okay? Emma Watson with her eyebrow acting, okay? Like, I, I thought <laughs> it to, like, notice that because, listen, once you see it, 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 it you can't unsee it. Right, um, right. Watching Banshees, I did not notice that <laughs> at all. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch the film. Uh, yeah, you gotta do the eyebrow watch that's that's or maybe different. not so i just so you know the, it doesn't ruin it i so i mean i have not watched i don't know if i've watched a ton of colin farrell movies but the ones that stick out to me his performances he was in this movie and again it's 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 truly a test of an actor when you just have them in one setting the entire movie and that's phone booth so oh, yes. Yes. thank you it's incredible um another one like that is lock where um tom hardy is on the phone in a so car good. throughout the entire movie and i was like if you can keep us engaged 
the entire movie just being in one setting, that says volumes about you as an actor. So there's Phone Booth, and then there's the movie that he's in with Edward Norton, uh, Pride and Glory. Um, I I think it's a remake of, no, it's not a remake. But um, it's it's basically so it's a he plays a corrupt cop, and like it's just going through. Um, and Edward Norton is like on the investigative team, you know, to look into like what him and a, a bunch of other cops were doing every night. So um, I would highly, I mean, I would I would definitely recommend, especially for the performances. But his performance again, it's just like it, it blows me away in that in that film. Um, in Bruges is of course amazing. I love. Oh that. yeah. So um, good. But, but yes. So I, for me, I it didn't come as like a shock that Colin was nominated for this because no. like as much as, as Brendan, like Gleason, you know, I was like, oh, of course, like, of course he's going to get like the nomination. I also thought that of Colin in this film because mm-hmm. like this was one of my, this film was like one of my favorites, uh, honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought it was well-deserved. Does, does he deserve the win? I'm not sure. It's oh, so I will go. I love, um, I love Colin Farrell in this movie. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a longtime fan of his since the uh, and actually saw Phone Booth came out. I was trying to think of what was the yeah. launch of Colin Farrell into our into our pop culture. For, it certainly wasn't Alexander the Great. No, no. <laughs> I would say Minority Report, uh, you know, as the antagonist. Yeah, I think, right. Numbers. I think that was the big one because then Phone I Booth came soon that after movie. that. The yeah. first thing that I, and I definitely knew who he was before this, but I mm-hmm. think the first thing that I like was like, oh man, this guy's awesome was in Daredevil. And it's, <laughs> I, so I, Daredevil was my favorite comic book character. Oh, I and I was very movie. let down by that movie, but I thought he was freaking hilarious and awesome as Bullseye. And that was he like was the one, even, even though I hated the, like, I want the friggin' costume with the, like, with the spandex and, and not the, like, branded target in his head, but the, like, costume. I wanted the costume, but he, he was really that. good. And I, and I thought he was super fun, um, you know, and then he's been in a ton of other stuff. Uh, he works great. a lot. But and I just, I man. forgetting that he's in the Batman. But he was incredible. right. right. He's so, so unrecognizable in the head. makeup team. Great job, like that. Yep, yep. yep. Oh uh, and again, Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is a movie that I oh love. Oh my and god, Eye. he was Jeez, fantastic. And the other mm. one that is underrated that I didn't watch until this year that I loved was the remake of Fright Night. That generally I yes. hate remakes of '80s classics, and and I love the original Fright Night, and he is fantastic. Um, yeah, he's worked with um Yorgos Lanthimos before I was just gonna say the lobster yes that's what I was getting that's that's on that's an Oscar (laughs) miss of mine I still have to see that one so yes it's put that on your uh, yeah put that on your list for sure it is it's it's at the top uh but yeah I love I love Banshees and I love it and and I think that you know I keep saying this with people but I mean that's why they get this role it's just the movie is so strong because of him like that Mm -hmm. he plays so well like uh, he starts this transition where he's just this lovable moron, right? Like this oof. <laughs> and you're like, like you just love him. You're like, oh, he's so yeah. <laughs> you just feel bad for him. But he mm-hmm. goes through this like where Brendan Gleason's character destroys him. Mm-hmm. And like, 
And that's why I love this movie so much because they've given us in the sparsest way possible, we watch the utter destruction of a man's soul. And that at the end of this movie, when they meet each other on the beach, you're like, he's a totally different person now. Like he he is utterly ruined and that he can go. This is such a journey. And that like, he carries it so well, like, uh, you know, and we'll talk about this. I'm sure when we get to like the best picture in that, but like, he makes us love that freaking donkey. <laughs> I can't Jenny. even. No, I was gonna say Aww. I can't even say the name without getting sad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, he's so good and he's so. It just feels so genuine. Like it feels real. Like you feel mm-hmm. like Padrick is a is a real person, a real character, yes. and this has really happened to him. And mm-hmm. it's, and it just, man, it's such like it hits you like a friggin' mountain of bricks at the end and like i know we i think we talked about when we this with the supporting actress roles with like his sister and at the end you're like just go be with your sister but i feel like watching this the way that he carries he's like oh even if he goes with her it's not gonna matter like he's ruined the joy has been completely decimated from his life and you know and it's almost like and I, th- it's amazing. And, you know, adds that like Brendan Gleeson carries this too, that like the look on his face at the end is like Colin Farrell's walking away is like, Oh, I didn't realize I did this. Like <laughs> right, this is right. what was going to happen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you should have, man, weren't you frigging looking at him? Like mm-hmm. this was your friend. And like, he just, it's so good that, Oh man, it's, yeah. it's hard. Like he is, we're going to talk about Brendan in a, in a moment here. Um, you know, Fraser, he's getting a lot of the flowers now, yes, yes. <laughs> as, as he should. But it, Colin, man, I, I really want to see Colin win for this because I love really? him. I love this. Is this your movie. favorite? It, it out of the acting wow. roles, this is my favorite because of the nice. the depth of this character and that journey that he goes on and the the authenticity to it. It's just so strong to me. Like I also like there's no there's no vanity in the role. Like it's not a sexy yep. role. It's not a cool right. role. Like like you said, he's kind of like the the village. Uh, I don't want to say idiot, but the, the, well, you know, that's, what Barry, that's, that's what Barry Keegan is doing. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, he, right. that's yeah. sort of his like protege. Well, you, know, you he's right. training you him. That he was until he yeah. got a little bit older and Barry came along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Barry's uh, you know in training. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, so let's talk about uh, Brendan. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Brendan. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to start um, because, <laughs> because this film was actually, so this is the film we all saw together. Um, yep. And this film was actually very difficult for me. Uh, in fact, like I, I, uh, I think I like had to vent to somebody after watching it um, because I had actually so many issues with the film. Um to speak to like Brendan's performance, of course, like he was just incredible. There's the scene like towards the end of the film where he's just, I mean, my goodness, like the, you're just like your heart is aching for him because it was like it doesn't have to be this way. But then like, yeah. right, he's just he's just yeah he's he's been far gone for so long. And again, the performance that Brendan is giving is just, I mean, just just give this man everything. Like he's been yeah. through so Brendan and um so, but but at the same time like his performance is amazing what I did not like about the film because I was like oh, I'm probably going to be the odd one out um because I did not like the whale um 
the, the reason being for that is just because like on the same token that we talked about, you know, women being exploited and everything like that and going through all this pain and suffering. Um, okay. I, as a director, I would have definitely made some different choices, um, especially when you're talking about, so someone who has an addiction, a different kind of addiction, um, you're talking about this person and you're showing the actual act of like this man forging himself on food. It was triggering. I've had, I've, I, I was like, I was like, there should be a warning um, to anyone who's ever had someone in their life, like, um, I guess, uh, what is it? Like to try to like comfort themselves or, but also hurt themselves with eating and everything yeah. like that. Anyone yeah. who's ever had an eating disorder or has had a friend or a family member who's had an eating disorder, um, don't, don't watch the film. I was getting triggered by this of a family member of mine, though it, it wasn't to the extent that Brendan's character was going through it still, it still triggered me. Um, yeah. To show him actually gorging on food, like there's so many different ways that you could have like implied that, like we did not have to see it. And I didn't know why or who was making the decision, most likely the director, why yeah. they would choose to, to, to do that. Like it's, yeah. not, it's, it's irresponsible. Um, I was just like, I, and I was sick to my stomach. And I know that this person like was like, well, that's, that's what we want you to do. But like, to what end, to what right. end? Right. Cause again, you still could have made that decision off camera. Like we right. clearly, this man is, is going through a lot. And right. so one thing that he turns to is food. You could see that from like empty boxes, something, anything. Right. Yeah. Whatever, but you did yeah, not. Aronofsky's, he'll never be accused of being a subtle director. He's always kind of in your face with his right. everything. So that makes yeah. Sense. But, Does that make it right? Oh, I'm not yeah. saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's yeah. That's absolutely his I've, his MO. I felt the same I way, Jackie. Like I couldn't, it, I couldn't eat pizza. Like I was like, I don't know if I can eat pizza. Like after after this, I it, it broke pizza for you. Yeah. It like that and just what 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 was the point of that i i feel like if you're put a scene in a film it needs to have a clear purpose and that did not have a clear purpose to me you do yeah. not have to someone going through the actual act of suffering in order to get that clearly this is what this person is going through yes and yeah and you hit on it there with the i mean that's what i was saying before with the other one like the watching the suffering and for me it's uh, yeah, that that exact same stuff was pretty triggering for me. And some of it just um, being uh, one, like, do, do we have to like it almost felt like reveling in the like, watch this guy eat all this stuff. It kind of reminded me of like, I felt like maybe he was going for some of the scene from like leaving Las Vegas. I mean, to me, this movie was leaving Las Vegas, mm, except right. it was a food instead of alcohol. Right. And it just like it kind of as a large person uh, as a fat person i don't care like i will call myself what i am like myself it can it's annoying uh, because uh, like yes you're right jackie in that like there's a difference between being fat and the, an eating disorder and at times i didn't feel like the 
I don't know that there was the nuance there and that it just times it felt like it was almost reveling and look at this fat guy eat all this food. And it just, uh, I, 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 I had, I had, I had issues with it. Yeah, but, I want to just right. quickly say, uh, sorry to interrupt you both, no, um, that I've, you know, I've, I've been over 300 pounds before. I, I, I kind of like that scene. Again, it was exploitive. It was uncomfortable. It was triggering, but I think because the addiction is food here, we're used to alcoholism in movies. We're used to That's drugs, true. you know, it's sexy. Like for me, it was just like, this was kind of a, I've never seen that in a movie before. Like I've, I've been there unfortunately in the past. Um, but it's, you know what I mean? Like it added that intensity, that like severity that we needed to be like, Oh my God, this man's eating a lot, but like, Oh, he's overweight. But it's like, Oh, this is what he's, this is how he got here. You know what I mean? Like it's dark, it's upsetting and, and it's over the top and it is exploitative. But for me, I was just like, like, okay, now I get that this is, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I don't, there's, we're not making comparisons here, but like a like a heroin situation or yeah, alcohol, like that type of thing. So I, I'm not making, I'm not like saying that I agree sure. with what happened. But for me, I was like, it, to me in the movie, it, to what end? But it, it to me, it was necessary. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. We yeah we're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, like, That's why I, we're here. Before the. Right. But before those scenes, I was like, no, yeah, this man is clearly looking to food for right. comfort. You know, it's his vice, right? And you get it, right. You might, yeah. Scene. Like you, you said, know? empty boxes, like it's, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. That we, was we, crazy we what it? happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, like, you know, for some people, of course, some people watching the film, like and like yourself needed to see that in order to you know get the point that oh this is what this man is doing to himself but i'm just like again you don't know and maybe i don't know and maybe people you know who would would be triggered by something like this would know not to go and see the film however like there's no like way to totally know so so again just to like see that then get triggered by it and then there's that happens like I I'm like this was this was irresponsible like there's no mm-hmm. no like it, yeah. It, it's it's yeah to me it's irresponsible and it's 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 bad filmmaking like to, to me so mm-hmm. like I said <laughs> yeah no absolutely and i'm i'm someone that you know he also uh, aronofsky we're talking about again made uh, requiem for a dream like the ultimate like oh yeah that's <laughs> like another. depressing drug yes. drug taking movie so again subtlety's not in his uh you know his tool you know his tool chest um right my issue Maybe we was, never meet. <laughs> right yes right my, my issue and again we're, we're getting to spoilers here but it yeah. is the ending like where i i, I kind of thought was something like a contrast would be uh, again we're getting the spoilers it's two movies here to leslie like someone you know looking for redemption and, and kind of working on themselves and, and maybe like to leslie's ending was hollywood and cliche and what we want and this was right. not but i feel like it, it absolutely like made him a hero at the end and i i think he was sort of just like not like i mean he just no. you know he he gave up and and but the movie's telling us as far as i was reading it like this was awesome. He, you know, he elevated and lift to the heavens because he gave his daughter some money. Like maybe she doesn't want money. She wants a fucking father. Are we swearing on here? She wants a father. <laughs> that's all right. So, I so yeah, like that's where I was okay. upset with the movie. Yeah. I didn't think, so I didn't actually, I, and again, different interpretation. So like, I didn't actually take it as him being a hero. Uh-huh. I never 
felt that way. I think it was more so of like, I mean, it was like, because again, then this is where I get confused because I was like, okay, well, you showed all the, like the, 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 you know, gross scenes and everything like that, but you're yeah. not going to, so you're not going to show him dying. So instead what you're going to do is you're going to kind of lift him off the, like off, off the ground to signify right. dying. Like hey, this is his right. last breath. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I took it as. Um, but yeah, no, I can also see where someone would look at that and go, wait, are they painting, painting him as a hero now? If heroes don't give up. Like what? Right. What so yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was weird. It never felt though, like the right, it didn't feel like the right ending. It just, yeah. It, it, yeah, I just, it felt very like, you know, at least the the light, you know, maybe the hero is the wrong word, but re- re- redemptive. And it's like, no, you're, you're like, no. banding your family. Like, no, right. that's, that's not cool. No, don't right. do that. If you want to spend time with your daughter. Right. But... You just, she's back in your life. So try to work on yourself so you can continue this thing you're enjoying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, worked up here. So. I'll, no, I'll it's fine. Get worked up, Jay. That's what uh, we want to see, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's tough. It, it, it was just... not, it was not a fun movie to watch. <laughs> And I think maybe yeah. that's why we don't see it nominated for, you know, best picture. Like uh, the, maybe that's people are picking yeah. up on that. But what I think we all agree on is the acting is just outstanding. Like everyone is just yeah. like, like coming <laughs> hardcore. You Frazier, the, the, you know, the other actors in the movie are a couple nominations. Baby I even Singh, love Kung Chao. Yes. You're so yeah. good at that. I love yes. it. But even like someone <laughs> yeah. like Samantha Morton, who shows up for just a few minutes and just like rips mm-hmm. my heart out of my chest with her little scene with her, you know, ex-husband and, and you know, yeah. resting her head on him. Like, I, I don't think I've been oh, emotional yeah. in movies that much this year. So, I mean, as much as Aronofsky is maybe not a subtle director, he he, he gets some great stuff from actors. And that's what we're talking yeah, he, about. So, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, sure. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Frazier is great. I, I friggin' love that he's getting this recognition now. The thing mm-hmm. that, like, a, again, just being a heavy person is it's like, oh, he's not going to do this until you, like, get the movie where, like, look at him be a big fatty. And, like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that thing kind of bugs me when I was like, like, when I heard the movie is called The Whale, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be, like, more complex and not just this guy's fat as a whale. And uh, there is more well, to he was it. Like quoting there, Moby Dick, yeah, it has more to do right. with that. But yeah. I'm like, but also kind of, um, right. it has yeah. the subtlety of it. Because there's being just some of it that I'm like, oh, I, I, I hate that uh, that I felt like he had to, especially because I know Brendan Fraser himself has had some issues with weight in mm-hmm. the past, and you know, and other th- like abuse and things that yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I again. Kind of like Leo and Revenant or some of these like actors, you know, and actresses we've talked before that should have been honored prior. Well, not until they freaking torture themselves. Okay, now we're okay to like you. Like popular actors like I and I'm sure we are all on the same page. Like I was down with Brendan from like Airheads is one of my favorite movies of the 90s. And like. You know, again, he's been fun and awesome, and uh, it, it sounds like the stuff that I have read, like, he sounds like he's always been, like, a genuinely, you know, kind individual, um, you know, just these people. I, people talk with him, too. Yeah. Oh, Did you watch it with, um? he he interviewed, or, or they interviewed each other, him and Adam Sandler? 
Is that the one you're talking no. about? No. It's really good because they have that. Is it like that actors there. on actors thing? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. I watched oh, that. I was blown away by that because so they have okay, the airhead background. So, but like, oh, yeah. I was trying to remember what were the early ones also where he's genuinely fantastic in. And the other two I was thinking of that I connect because they're school movies, even though they are very different. Uh, school Ties and With Honors. Both of the I love both of those movies. Oh, yeah. Those um, so back when Wegmans had that like video store. Yes. Um, so like I I don't know if my mom caught on. Um, but I would constantly, <laughs> constantly rent uh George of the Jungle. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't yes. know if you to that. I was like, no, I'm yes. definitely watching this for Brendan and Brendan only. Um right. and then the mummy, of course. Of course. They, let's they, Encino of, Man should be in the mix. Yep. Of our yep. I friend. hadn't actually seen that. I have not seen that. <laughs> it's, fun. it's fun. It's a lot of short fun. time. It, you know what made me mad is that, and I hate that Hollywood will do this. And I thought he was a victim of this in that they'll mm-hmm. latch on to the, this is the popular actor now. And we are going to throw him in everything. That's just Timothy like, Chalamet? The, no. that's um, right. But that's like the big <laughs> studio thing, you know, so that. he'll get his, uh, you know, he gets the George of the Jungle and Dudley Do-Right and the Mummy and Mummy Returns. And then they're like, then they get sick of it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Then they're kind of like, I feel like the system itself is like, oh, yeah, everybody's sick of this guy. We don't want him in anything anymore. No. And I'm like, no, you're the ones who put him in all these shitty ass movies. <laughs> like, right. You're you're the one who flooded this. Now, like, look down your nose at, oh, he was the popular guy. We've moved on to other stuff and like i remember oh, when yeah. he was in crash like he was one of the few oh, roles God. in that movie not that, that movie oh. we aren't gonna, yeah we aren't gonna talk about that movie because i hate that movie but i, I remember being so mad much. that i was like crash cast coming soon. it was tough because i remember like oh all right brendan fraser in like a serious role and i and his performance was decent the problem was that he was opposite sandra bullock who was like the super ultra Karen. And I know that was the point of her character, but she was so terrible in caricature in that role. Over that the top. Like, everyone was over the top. Everyone. I mean, everyone was. It And it like, I think the one character that I liked that I got from that movie that I'm like, ooh, I like this actor a lot was Michael Pena. And I like, and basically- <laughs> I mean, Michael Pena guy, Pena though. Though. Yeah, man. You can't go wrong with him. With her. Yeah, seriously, I love him. Oh my God. Me too, so much. Yes, Ant Man yes. specifically. So, so I'm glad. So I'm glad that now people are respecting him. But I'm like, he's been good and he has been fun. Like, but this is what he had that moment where he was the popular, big budget action comedy. So what? Like, but that's what's kind of interesting now. The mommy, like, who didn't love the mommy? Like that was exactly. fun. Why did we have? Jay, to... What were you about to say? Oh yeah, go. Ahead. Oh no, I was just saying like this is this is Oscar loves a story. This is why to me, it's his yes. year. Like I love a story. This narrative arc of his life is what yeah. I want him to win. Like he, this is his little redemptive moment. And, and I, and I need it for closure. I, you know, I hope he continues to work, um, right. but it feels good. Like the Brendanessance. Some... Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So that's what I'm rooting for him uh, for sure. And I thought I had something else to say, but I can't remember it now. So I'll stop talking. Well, it's getting quite late. I'm sure our brains it are is. starting we've, to we've, get. We've gone, yes. But this is a big category for us, so it's all it right. Is. You're well, still with us. Two you get categories. A gold star. 
Oh yeah. Let me let me let me just yeah. one more thing, and I will never talk again. Um, I love <laughs> the way he you you know obviously he's in a ton of you know makeup and prosthetics. I thought he used it so well. You know, it, obviously yeah. it, it is showy because it's a massive you know, and but the way he used it, like it it was imposing and, and kind of almost like you know, for lack of a better term, almost like when he first stands up. It, he's insanely big like i feel like they went to different prosthetics after this but like he's like nine foot tall like it's it's crazy yeah. but yeah. but it works for the role and, and just the way he he worked in those prosthetics like it, it didn't you know in, in in his eyes like it just it there was no seams yeah. like it just felt so so that's what i really took from his role is how good he, physically he he made all of that work so he's my favorite i want him to win uh, and I, i'm done and i love you guys <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, how about you? What's your pick here? Um, so I did I did love Colin and and Brendan's performance is is, is everything. Um <laughs> but like that I, I just I have I have issues as you've heard with the right. film. Um yeah. so I'm like ugh like but I, we're only talking about the performance here. So if I'm going to choose a performance, it would definitely be Brendan with Colin, like right underneath. Um, and as far as the others, like again, like Bill did nothing for me. Austin was good. But again, that film, we will talk about it. Was terrible. Yeah, anyway, we'll get there, yeah. pure trash. Um, so I. <laughs> <laughs> Review. And then, and then there you go. And who, who did it? <laughs> it's late. I've forgotten. Did I get all the nominees? Yeah. yeah Paul uh, Mascal, I think. Paul, see, I forgot. Um, like he again, great, but it was very subtle, and I didn't know. I didn't think that it needed a nomination. Like his performance needed. Right. Yeah, I so. think that yeah, it's it's very subtle, and even like trying to pick up on that. Uh, if this was not an Oscar-nominated movie, and I had like just you know, a Saturday night was like, oh, I heard this is a good one and watched it. I mean, to be honest, I probably would have stopped watching it no, after 40 minutes. And if wouldn't. I'd stuck through it, I don't know that I would have come back to be like, oh man, this was, this was a good one. Um, I mean, again, it was, he did a great job. It was the subtlety. I appreciate that type of acting it was not my thing. I mean, uh, you know, I've said before, I, I absolutely love Colin. That movie really mm -hmm. hit me strong so that he's the guy I would like to see win. But I, I think, Brendan more than deserves it. And I'm here for the Brendanissance. Denison, how do, however we want to. Brendanissance. All right. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for that. So I hope he does. I... I hope he gets to make a speech and everybody cheers and acts like they weren't making fun of George of the Jungle. Like... Oh I, I will say, though, so after all our talk of like uh, Paul Mescal, like getting a nomination, I, it's also not lost on me though. Like it, whenever someone is nominated, that it is a way to get people to watch those films as well. For sure, for sure. But again, if we would push um, for, and I've been saying this for years, and I'll continue to say it, but if we would push the sort of like indie films, like the the, the, the smaller budget films, uh, if we would push that as far as marketing, as much as we did the blockbusters, okay. Mm -hmm think you'd have a different movie goer like you'd have a different kind uh, of yeah. yep right because now that we're giving as much attention and honor and homage like you know to these smaller films as much as we are like the big budget films. right right yeah so right 
Well, so there wouldn't be a need to like for the Oscars to basically be this kind of like marketing part of like the marketing plan, you know, to get your film seen. It would just be right. like seeing your film because they're genuinely interested and it's an awesome story. And oh, look, this actor is in it. Um, right. So. Yeah, and I that actually kind of gets me to I think the last point or thing I want to touch on before uh we wrap this is we haven't really talked about any snubs here um so i'm interested for actor i think we touched on but if we talked about viola with best actress but if you have others uh you know that oh we should have said this throw that out there do you guys have any best actor snubs i really tried to think hard about this one and i don't know if there's any that really that really stood out to me. I would say, um, this is just like white guy talking, but Adam Sandler is really good in Hustle. Like he's just so natural. Uh, he, it's a really good performance from him. And I, I know he tries to be dramatic with a good, like uncut gem, something like that. Like he, he, this is like kind of like when Leo was desperate to win an Oscar and it, it kind of feels sweaty at this point, but he, right. it's, it's a really, you know, subtle Adam Sandler performance. Um, and, so anyways, that, that's kind of one that pops into mind. And then and then this is not a snub, but I well, I guess it is a snub, but not for me. But like everyone was mentioning Tom Cruise was just like, uh, I think at this point he's like a producer, like his his award is going to be best picture if Top Gun wins. Well, no, hopefully not. But um, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't even feel like an actor at this point. He almost feels no. like this weird, like weird cloud over Hollywood. If you were going to nominate anybody in that uh, film, you uh-huh. nominate miles teller right yeah yeah because he has the arc yeah 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 so i'm like but even so i'm like like, Tom Cruise has enough he doesn't need to be nominated i don't even think he wants to be nominated so no which is fine it's fine Um, right thank you i just wanted we're talking yeah if you want to see an interesting performance actually by him because i haven't decided whether or not it's 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 really good or if i'm just like this is a fun movie i have no idea but there's spider head spider head on netflix Oh, um, yeah, I haven't yes. watched it. I heard that's with good. Journey yeah. Smollett and um and Chris Hemsworth. Um, yeah, Miles Teller. One, it's it has a very interesting premise, yeah. and um, yeah, for for me, I I enjoyed it. Also, like we see another side of Chris Hemsworth, definitely, um, in a role. But yeah, so I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's different for for all of these actors actually that this role. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just yeah. saying, Netflix, Spiderhead, if y'all want to check it out. Yes. Oh, what about like the two male leads from RRR? Like they are just like giving it their oh, all. They're doing action. They're doing... Yeah, oh, I gotta yeah. watch that too. I gotta watch that one too. Yes. They're really good at that. It's and that's one I am excited to see. It's just oh, it's the curse of this is a three-hour movie, and I know that's mm-hmm. like that is a Bollywood thing. It's an action thing, right? movie. It's right. different and from I know, watching like, a almost three-hour drama. Right. You get yeah, the they're going from action to musical. Which so is, I, I know It'll I would be down. Like you know, I've, I've said I like that. It's just the, like, I need to set this side. It's, and again, usually for me, it's like yeah. after the kids go to bed. So I'm starting mm-hmm. a movie at 9 o'clock. It's right. like, well, now and I'm three guaranteeing I'm up till past midnight. So right. here's my rule of thumb that I love. Um, So... Because I'm like, no drama should be more than an hour and a half. Like, if you're going to go over that, fine. Like, a little bit over, it's okay. But then once you start getting into, like, a two-hour, bruh, 
Um, so I'm like, drama with the seriously every time. Uh, with the dramas or documentaries. That's what I would say. Um, because I hide yep. documentaries, and if it's over an hour and a half, like what, what, what are we doing? We need to cut something. Um, because it's just too long. And then, but if you're talking about like a western or a comic book film or any sort of action fantasy, like that two and a half to three, like it's fine because it's gonna go by, right? Unless, of course, right. you talk about Cloud Atlas, which was just too long. Um, I was like, what's Wachowski's <laughs> movie? And it was supposed to be this like fantastical like thing, but mm-hmm. oh my god, I kept looking at my. Oh, I'm a big I watched like person, nah. So. That this was the one exception, but yes, <laughs> usually my generally like my. Yep. And these these like especially blonde did not need to be. Or oh, blonde, yikes! Not need to be. Yes. No. So long. So so long. Um, it made its uh, point after like twelve minutes. Like I mean, to, yeah. <laughs> Short film. There you go. Put it in yes. short. Or just don't make the movie. Again. <laughs> there don't we make go. any yes. films about Marilyn Monroe. I don't want to see it. Don't, <laughs> do it. don't you dare do it. I'm so done. Exactly. exactly. It, yep. I am all about movies that are 90 minutes or less uh, and do it effectively are perfect. Uh, yes. Movie that I... No, you know what? I'm not even going to preview. Uh, this. There is a movie I'm very excited to talk about that we will that will be coming up uh in the best the picture nominee that is very short <laughs> and is in my opinion flawless um yeah i wanted to with the What's snubs the movie? no mike come on just give us a no. small tiny he's teasing this is his, his gift to 30 us 30 second preview 30 seconds i will say the movie is an hour and 44 minutes it hits my boxes in that it is set in mostly a single location it has an incredible ensemble cast of character actors. That movie is women talking. Avatar. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is Avatar. <laughs> I was like an um, hour and forty-four, not Avatar. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, but wait, I don't want to get too much into that. We'll talk about it no, later. No, like right, we got it. We are, we're pushing. We're pushing our third hour almost. I think. But yeah. I, I yeah I asked about the snubs because I was looking at like what do people think are snubs in actor that I haven't seen and and a lot of the buzz is Tom Cruise and I like I no. enjoyed Top yeah, Gun no. I don't that's actor, a hell no for me that's a good point you know where it would be a great place for Tom to get an award is the award that you Jackie have have thrown out there that they need they need best stunt work. You know what? Oh, he there can you get go. It for best the disrespect when he actually clings on to the wing of an airplane in Mission Impossible and really rides that plane into the sky. Yes, right. uh, Tom's like, stunt work is fantastic. The man will die for us. He, I, I would have no problem with him getting an Oscar for that. It'll be posth- posthumous <laughs> because again, he's gonna in one of these Mission Impossible movies, he is going to kill himself for us. us. Uh, and, and again, he's he's fantastic. I appreciate stunt work. He's yes. great at that. Um, and, and again, I thought he was fun and charming. I thought he was added depth in the character beyond the original movie. But I mean, let's not talk like the original Top Gun was Citizen no. Kane here. No. Um, but it, did he need a nomination? Nope. Nope. No. But uh, anyways, all right, we're we're dra- <laughs> we're getting on here. Uh, so we have said <laughs> with best actress, we are all on team yo. Uh, she yeah. better get it. 
Uh, yes. I guess if not, maybe they'll go Kate, but it, come on, this is Michelle's year. Let's so. go Michelle. Team Yo, and then in Best Actor, it sounds like uh, we're all pretty much on the Brendanaissance. Yeah, there you go. Good job. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, but we all love Colin also, so watch them give it to Austin Butler. <laughs> no, don't even yeah. joke about that, Mike. Don't you happen. dare. Oh, my oh. God. If that happens, I'm going to show up to your house. I don't even know where you live. I'm going to find it. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> see this is why we all gotta have we all gotta get tickets to the littles oscar trivia That's party true. which if you're listening to this you're in rochester you should be going and seeing all the movies you can at the little we love it there's the yes. oscar party we'll be there um yes. trying to join in that trivia uh so yeah go do that uh also check out me and jay have our show punches and popcorn you can find that on all your major podcast apps uh jackie has her show jackie where can they find your show you can find representation in cinema uh where we talk about black brown indigenous people's representation in movies and you can find that at ourvoicesproject.com slash podcast and from there you can see uh where our platforms are but we're pretty much everywhere as far as um where you listen to your favorite podcast yeah so check those out they're great shows <laughs> and also check out jackie's episode that she did with us on the raid once we are done with this, we got to get the raid two in this year so that we can yes. jump on that. Jackie's but... return. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that dude, you made that sound so awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's definitely, definitely happening soon. All right. Well, get out to your local theaters, see your Oscar movies. Let us know what the snubs are and we'll be back again soon. Good night and good luck. If I ever stop this. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha